and welcome back to a colossal waste of time. We are here now in episode 3, pages 440 to 758. I am Carl and here with me I have... I'm Fraser, thanks very much for joining us. We're back. Yeah, we, we are. And uh, we've we've been away for a tiny bit. That's, that's what this will be like. <laughs> um, but what I'll quickly say before we get back into it... Uh, thank you to everyone who has actually been listening along so far. I've been looking at the analytics for this. Uh, thank you to that that Belgian that is watching, uh, well, listening along. Thank you to the Italian that is listening along. Um, I, I don't know why you are, how you found this either. I don't know how that happens. Um, Let, let's not get too analytics brains. Uh, we're... we're we're, we're thankful for your listen wherever in the world you are, not just if you're from a, a small European country. Uh, no, just a minute. I just got to go and check. Uh, I'm messing. Uh, you're not welcome if you're French, is what I was going to get to. Um, <laughs> you've got to pay. I'm sorry. That's just how it is. Anyway, um, so in the month that has passed, uh, I have gone away. I've eaten pie multiple times. And we are now assembled here on what day is it, Fraser? It is the Lord's Day. Not well, not quite the Lord's Day. It's 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 the Lord's Day after his day. It's <laughs> it's it, it's Easter Monday. Yeah, it's Easter Monday, bank holiday in the UK. Good time to but get as, together. As of when you're listening to this, it might also be four thirteen. In yeah. which case, happy holidays. Yeah the the holiday of this podcast the. Not the day of the Lord, not the day of the Father, the Son, or the Holy Spirit, the day of John Egbert. Our, our saviour, John Egbert, celebrating his birthday. John Egbert, the homesick character whose face always looks like a Vedic meme. Um, so, let's, rather than dicking about anymore, I was going to talk about Pi. Um, I'll try not to. Let's get right into it. You'll you'll have opportunities to talk about. You'll, you'll find... <sighs> You'll find a way to slip it in somewhere. You can't just slip in a pie, especially not the amount of different pies I have had in this time. In this time, <laughs> I have had a Fuller's pie. I, I did that, go that, to, It was good. That's why we've been so long, is that you have been on the on a pie vision quest. Yes, I've been on a pie vision quest. Uh, so we had Fuller's. You were with me when we had the Fuller's. Yeah, yep. absolutely. Yeah, uh, it was a good pie. Uh, it was a Fuller's, of course. It was good. I had Mad Overhawks pie. Uh, the, the desperate. Did you Dan have the desperate pie. Dan. Yeah, I did. I could not finish it. Jesus Christ! The amount of salt in that thing. My head felt like it was under a vice after I'd eaten like two thirds of it. I could not make it through that lethal pie. But but uh, I, I assume you got your money's worth. Oh yeah. It was- it's really cheap. It's like thirteen pounds. Yeah, for a meal, <laughs> it's really cheap for the size of the pie. For a meal, you can't finish. Thirteen pounds is is very good. Mm, mm. The fuller's pie was like seventeen. So yeah, yeah, definitely. that's right. Yeah, mm. L- London though. So well, it's about fifteen pounds in in Birmingham. So like fuller's is just really expensive in general. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I've, I've made my own pie. I, I made You it. really don't want to talk about Homestuck, do you? I just really want to talk about pie. <laughs> um, there's never an inappropriate time for pie. Uh, well done, well done. 
Ah, there you go, there you go. Anyway, yeah, let's get into it. Um, let's get into it. I said I wouldn't, and I did. Um, so we start off here, page 441. Um, we are looking at what well, looks like Rose's house snowed over, but is Rose's house not just like an observatory, but also a hydroelectric plant? Yes, it has. It has a quite a large. I I, I interpret it as a water feature, like a real, like a, just a really bougie sort of like fountain. Like it, it does. It does almost look like a kind of dam. Uh, is sluice the right word? Like yeah, ju- just the yeah, sort of sluice. thing that releases water from a from a dam. Yeah, but, it's just weird that it goes through the foundations of the house, which <laughs> seems incredibly expensive. You'd- like n- now that you've raised the possibility of it being a hydroelectric plant, I it mu- it might actually be. For all I know, we're gonna have to find uh, this out here. N- n- not 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 to not to jump too far ahead, but we find out at the end of this run that there's some quite serious technology at work in this house. So maybe they need that sort of um, power availability. But then that raises the question, why is Rose having all these power outages if they have their <laughs> yeah, own that's a good question, in-house actually. hydroelectric Yeah, you can't, turn, you can't turn off the river. You just can't <laughs> do that. Uh, but it is Unless also, it freezes over. Yeah, it is at the top of a mountain now. So... You, how how the water is getting up there to be turned into a hydroelectric plant. There's not a lot of system or sense to it. But either way, it's snowed over, so it definitely isn't the present day. We're it's no longer past. April the 13th, no. Yeah, we're in, we're in the past, um, because it's clearly winter. Uh, it's Rose's birthday, actually, and she has received a gift. Uh, it is a uh, an alarmingly gendered gift from from John. <laughs> <laughs> he gave her, her, her knitting equipment. Hey, we need to destigmatize these sorts of things. So, some of our listeners may know that I, I've recently been getting into arts and crafts related to this podcast. So this, this sort of thing isn't necessarily gendered. It's just historically gendered. Mm. By the way, if you want me to stick... Uh, an image of what you've been working on in the podcast RSS. I can do that. Well, I, I I might have to just re- write up a little text thing because just just posting the image without the full context is probably going to be a bit confusing. That's fair. That's fair. But and also it's kind of spoilery, so I don't I don't want to get too far into it until I'm finished with it and we're at the point where it, it's relevant. So. Uh, you've you've got an image of it that is a teaser that I can't see as an immediate spoiler because I don't. Understand oh yeah, yeah, it, yeah. You so. you've, you've seen yes, you've seen the image, but you have absolutely no context for what the image really represents. Yeah, so. like it's a small fraction of it as well, so I imagine we can just put that in there as a teaser. Yeah, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll think about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, talking about thinking of things, uh, I'm thinking right now of Garden Gnostic. Uh, Rose is, is talking to Gigi. Um, G- Gigi's a creep. Uh, I'm just going to say that G- now. There, There is something not quite right about Gigi, and it's it, it's 
it's very, very obvious very quickly that something is not quite right here. Uh, yeah, Gigi knows. D- just knows. Whatever it is you're doing or have done or haven't and haven't ever communicated to her, I'm assuming her, sh- she is a- aware of, mm. of that. Yes, like, like for one example in this conversation, she asks in a roundabout way about Rose's pet. And Rose says, yes, I do have a pet. And Gigi's next part of that conversation is, well, when your cat died, were you sad about his death? And it's like, okay, didn't tell you it was a cat, didn't tell you it was male, but let's just pretend that you didn't say that. Yeah, yeah, just uh, an awareness. Uh... A very creepy awareness, and a very not, not very self-aware about how creepy it comes off to know things that you're not meant to know. Yeah, this this comes up again at least one other time uh, in this selection of pages, but mm. what we're seeing here is uh, the only real trait we're actually going to see of Garden Gnostic thus far. Um, Which is a kind, yeah, a kind of pro- prognostic ability of sorts. Do you mean pre-cognitive? Both or pre what what did the word that I say meant? Prognostic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's like diagnosis. Oh, right, yeah, yes, yes, yeah. yes. What's the prognosis? Yes. What's the I, I, I meant? Pre- yeah. I meant precognitive. Yeah, yeah. There you yes. go. I was like, wait, is, yes. she, is she doing? Is she giving like diagnoses of of fatal illnesses over here? What's the prognosis, well, Doc? Oh, so- you've got two years. The 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 kind of thrust of this conversation is that. Garden Gnostic wants to talk to Rose about the possibility of potentially reviving her dead cat. Mm-hmm. And she, she makes clear that she is aware that there is a video game that Rose could play that would be able to do this. Mm-hmm. Now, as you mentioned, this is four months prior to the events that are currently occurring. Yeah. So something's up there. Yeah, uh, first of all, how does GG know this game is coming up? How does GG know this game can revive a dead cat? Um, how does GG know these, this information about Rose that Rose has never actually yeah. given to GG? Yeah. Just like, a big thing. Um, and for, for, this run, yeah, for this run of pages, we're not going to see more, much more of GG, so this is kind of... Basically, all we're going to be really saying about her, but yeah, yeah. an outline it, it, of Gigi appears later, and there's no real point hiding what that outline. Well, no, we we no, we full, we full on see her. Yeah, yeah, like um, as as well. You like, see not her only for like one see... second. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, Gigi, just to give a visual description, um, hair looks like hat. Hair looks like hat. Yeah, or dead bird. Hair looks like hat or dead bird. Oh, well, you say hair looks like dead bird. That's that's what a lot of people say about Dave. It's it's regularly been pointed out that Dave's hair looks like a bird on its side, just put on Dave's head. Gigi's hair looks like a dead crow. Huh. Yeah. I I I I wouldn't have put that together, but that that's an interesting way of of, of uh, looking at her. 
Yeah, it's like it's got like wings putting up and up and down like diagonally. I, I I would I would just say that she looks like she has messy long messy hair. Well, there's a big flat bit in it, which is why I said hair looks like hat. <laughs> um, but either way, hair looks like hat. The hat is a dead bird. Both work. Um, glasses. Uh, that's the only real. Feature I remember though. Um, she she also has buck teeth. A okay, bit yes, like John. Yeah, I do remember that. Yes. Yeah. Um, but you, like I say, you only see her for a, a single you, second. You, yes, you get a brief a brief flash of her mm-hmm. before before uh, mo- completely moving on. Yeah, it's not important. Don't worry about it. <laughs> There's a lot of things in this episode you only get a brief flash of, <laughs> including the entire ending. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so so we're we're getting we're getting to the parts the the kind of part that I was talking about in the first episode where I said that there is a fair amount in like early Homestuck that that very clearly sets up later stuff in in a way that I think is quite clever, and this run of pages has. I would say quite a lot of that stuff. A lot, a lot of like blink and you'll miss it. Things that don't seem relevant at the time, but become relevant later on. And and I I like it as someone who's looking back on it. For you, probably a bit jarring yeah. to have so, to have so much that just doesn't that doesn't seem to that the comic doesn't even seem to to think is important to linger on. Well, there's a lot of stuff I took notes of just in case of that. Um, so I, I feel like I should actually say it on on air. Uh, yeah, that, if, so if you have about, predictions, make them. Oh, no, because... no, about my notes. Oh, okay. Like, I mentioned in previous episodes that I, I take notes when reading this. Uh, the previous episode's notes was 3,238 words worth of notes. And that was a longer stretch of pages than this episode would cover. But oh, this yeah. episode is 3,822 words. Um, and you, you yourself were saying in the pre-recording, you don't feel like very much actually happens in terms of plots, which I would agree with you. Yeah. Not much Not much plot in the second half of Act 2. It's, it's, it's pretty much still setting the scene, as yeah. it were. I wouldn't even call it setting the scene. I'd just call it inertia. There's a lot of what feels like burning time in here. I, I, I would say we learn quite a lot about some of our characters. We learn a lot about Dave. Even, even if it's not really from Dave's own mouth, we learn a lot about Dave. And while, while it's not really learning, we, we, see, we see a lot of the, 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 um, uh, the wayward vagabonds. So, mm. But yeah, um, my notes... Lots of them are about things that um, either stand out to me, um, weird little quotes, comments, stuff like that, but also I'll take a lot of notes of things that I think might be um, universally important, plot relevant in the future. Yeah, um, th- things, things that you think you might need to actually remember yeah, for yeah. If, if, they, if they come back down the road and you need to actually have internalised it. Mm-hmm. For example, uh, something I noted down here is, uh, just for page 442, is that uh, in this conversation, Rose continues to play up that she doesn't care about the cat, 
Yes, that does not absolutely. stop her from buying Suburb and being the one that prompts John to get into yes. Suburb. So I'm, I'm glad I'm glad you picked up on that because that I also take notes, but I take extremely sparse notes compared, especially compared to Carl. But one of the main notes that I made for this section is that like Rose is clearly lying about how much she cares about her pet cats in this conversation. Like she's she's asked, "Were you sad when when they died?" And she says, "Oh, n- not really." Like she's, I think the exact wording is that she was lukewarm on the cat, something like and, that. Yeah, and yet we already know from from what we've read so far that the pretty much the entire impetus for this game happening is from Rose. Rose has been the one pushing for the playing of this game, mm-hmm. and now now we find out that four months prior she had been told that this game would be potentially a way to bring her cat back to life. Mm-hmm. So, so there's something there, both in how Rose is, is quite dishonest about her own feelings, but also the kind of um, motives behind, behind this group even playing the game in the first place. And the thing I will attempt to predict and possibly be wrong about the cat is going to be Rose's sprite. It's going to be her version of Nana Sprite. Uh, thematically, that would make sense. Like, yeah, Nana Sprite is is a a deceased loved one of John's that he didn't really get a proper connection with, who who he now has back in his life. So, following that trend, it would make sense for Rose's sprites to be to be the cat. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's that's all we get here of Rose and Gigi chatting. Yes, we, very short flashback. Yeah, and only only a single page, uh, two. and then two pages. Yeah, uh, and then we immediately jump over to Dave, and Dave lives in like we were talking last episode about like wh- where exactly does Dave live? He does live in a tar block. It turns out the tallest tar mm. block in this city. On the very top floor. No, not on the very top floor. It, because he does have to climb some stairs to get up to the roof. Yeah, well, no, that's that's because that's because obviously the top floor isn't the roof. That'll be the roof. Oh, we, but we don't know how many. We don't know how many. St- no, he's looking at the top window. Stairs he, oh, it, oh, it is the top window. You're yeah, right. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. So yes. he's on the top. He's on the top floor. Yeah, I've got that. Okay. Bit. Yes. Um, but yeah, uh, he's he's sitting there, um, looking out the window. Um, there's a meteor shower going on outside. Right. Yes, I, I I said last time that the only thing that seemed to be wrong around where Dave was is that there was a heat wave. But no, it turns out that the entire city is being pelted by meteors. Yeah, it seems to be doing quite well for itself, though. Despite that. Oh yeah, the buildings are still standing. Yeah, yeah sky sky looks pretty grim, but uh, as as far as far as you could tell, city city's fine. Yeah, Dave lives in the Ving City. <laughs> um, so yeah, you got the meteor shower going on, and below this, you y- you have another Dave like rap going on in the text beneath, but it's well the. It's not Dave. This isn't Dave's rap. Yeah. This is yeah. Snoop Dogg's rap. Yeah, it's what I was about to say. It's it's 
it's Keats, but it's in the narrative voice. So does the narrative voice also do Dave things? Like, I wouldn't say the narrative voice for John does John things. Well, hmm. Whose perspective is that film? <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to speak on it too much. Only to say that um, in it's partly a reference back to Problem Sleuth because in Problem Sleuth, uh, Snoop Snoop Dogg was a recurring uh, part of the setting. Okay. Uh, sp- specifically, um, Starsky and Hutch, the film which Dave got his glasses from is a recurring motif and the uh, the faces of Ben Stiller, Owen Wilson and Snoop Dogg from that film are recurring aspects. So this reference to Snoop Dogg here I think is mostly a reference back to uh Problem Sleuth as well as echoing the um like the zoom out page that John had where it miss it attributed a um a quote to Walt Whitman now it's doing it to Yates yeah, but in yeah. a way that's more relevant to Dave by doing a Snoop Dogg one yeah i i was just like i was just confused about where the voice is just cuz yes the 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 you you are probably right to be confused as to what the voice is because it is a bit strange that there is a narrative voice that is tailored that for each ha- character, that had, it seems. Yes. But it yes, isn't the that, character. That, that isn't the character, but that is cognizant of the differences between the characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that that's something that we do see a bit of. Like the the Wayward Vagabond, we've seen that the Wayward Vagabond has prompts that they can use to interact with John in Yes, that in that's that he has but, some sort of narrative control. Yeah, but that's via, just the blue via, text. That's not just narrative yes. block. So so it's not it's not clear at, to to what extent those intersect or have uh sim- similar like valence within within the story at least not to you like i'm i'm trying to be i'm being cagey about it because i do know all of the details but i i will affirm that you are you are right to be sort of confused about what's going on there because Mm. it it is it is an area of some sort of deliberate confusion at this point okay then um, we also see like Dave goes into uh, Bro's room. Yes, da- da- yeah. Dave Dave leaves his room, and well, it's not really Bro's room. It's the it's the living room. Yeah, of it's the, the living house. room. Yeah, yeah. Well, is it, it, it like it, there's? Oh well, yeah. yeah there, he, he goes. Yeah, to bro, room bro has before. a futon in yeah. there, so yeah, he goes so to... I guess Bro does sleep in the. In the living room. Yeah, and like Bro's computer is in that room as well. Yeah, but and... it it all it all it also is the living room and the kitchen. All okay, in one. it's it's this this is a one bedroom apartment. It seems like with a, uh, with a... the finest of bedsits. <laughs> um, but the first thing we see of of this living room is uh, the face of a. Mr. T doll, and it is 
It's horrifying. It is horrifying. Yeah. Yeah, and and this is this is one of many horrifying <laughs> puppets that we we see. Yes. In in this section. Um the Mr. T doll is uh only in underwear and handcuffed to a <laughs> Chuck Norris doll, which has no clothes on at all. No. Well no, he's wearing a vest. Okay, yeah, he's wearing the, a the vest. The Chuck Norris doll is bottomless and the Mr. T doll is wearing uh leather gimp briefs. <laughs> so my first thought here was um well, actually, you can look in the background as well. You can also see oh, that there's a Kermit there is doll. so much going on in the background in all of these panels. I don't know how closely you looked at some of the posters oh, all I over the walls. I, I looked at them. <laughs> I have got notes on how you find an image from one of them on the internet. Um, but yeah, on the in the background, you've got a Kermit doll, what, what looks like Kermit, uh, presenting over the arm of the futon. <sighs> So, so many weird nude puppets. Yes, uh, to which I am going to say that uh, Bro is a Gideon Avnir voice here, Dolly Botherer. <laughs> right. Yes. Because so so no, to 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 skip ahead some pages just to just to add to the context of that. This we see that Bro runs a pornography site dedicated to puppets and it's Dave's internal insistence that this is an act of ironic indulgence he also tries but, to say that it's cool um, but I did not the- need to get to that stuff to write Gideon of Nia <laughs> Bo- Dolly Bother I, re- I wrote that at page 447 I did not wait until I saw the website I only needed to see the pr- Presenting Kermit and the Dick Nose Dolls. Are you really going to do the bidding of that twisted dolly botherer? Yes, and and for for people who are not reading along and don't have visual aids, when we talk about nude puppets, it's important to emphasise that this this isn't this isn't nudity as you traditionally think of it, because these puppets have very prominent felt buttocks, mm-hmm. but they also have very prominent nose phalluses. Yes, they have dick noses. As well. Yeah. Yes. Um, and they are strewn all across this apartment. Yeah. Every, every surface has one of these nude puppets on it. It's quite upsetting. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're in, in his room here, and we are looking for... Well, we're not in his room, we're in the living room, and we're looking for Little Cow. I fucking hate Little Cow. Oh god, you are right to hate Little Cow. Little Cow is, I have to say, an inspired design. Like, the 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 design of Little Cow as a deliberately, extremely off-putting thing mm. is fantastic. Little Cow the, the glass, does... The glassy dead eyes... The weird golden tooth, the long noodly arms, it's all clinically designed to be off-putting and wrong. Again, little Cal looks like a racist doll, despite not having a vase. <laughs> it just looks offensive. I'm 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 not gonna follow you there, but <sighs> 
because I, do, I, do, I don't want to interrogate what about it seems racist to you. Uh, it, I, I don't know. It just reminds me, like, it has that effect that you that I only get when looking at a gollywog doll. That's that's yes, what makes like, yeah. it feel like it. it's just if a puppet that, that's is original conversation got cut, didn't it? That was from the the lost recording. Yeah, yeah. That was from the lost recording. A uh, gollywog yeah. doll for the non Commonwealthers is a uh, blackface doll, but it's not just blackface. It's black all over. Um, mm. Very archaic. Obviously incredibly racist like it is like i'm not even going to get into it too much but i i suppose um, from from a cultural aspect it makes sense that that i you as a brit would would be predisposed to be wary about dolls from a racial perspective because of the amount that we have to deal with racist dolls Wait, in our I, culture. I am not dealing with racist dolls in my culture, actually. No, I, I did say an anecdote in the lost recording of a house around yep. the corner from me which collects these dolls. Yes. Um, well, no, not... not, not doesn't collect little cows, collects no. scollywogs. Yeah, collects scollywogs and displays them in the window. Um, and And the thing is, like... I could not imagine like anyone would collect things that look like little cow. Like that 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 seems like an and that seems more in, unhinged than collecting gollywogs. I think yeah. I think little cow looks more off-putting yeah, than a gollywog like, despite not being a racist caricature in my eyes. Like I guess I guess it's just that level of Dissettling that you get from the question of why would someone collect these racist dolls? That's the same feeling I get with Little Cow, I guess. That also, is the it's connection. Worth, it's not actually it's worth a racist noti- doll. It's worth noting on the on the um, topic of Little Cow being disconcerting. His first appearance in the comic is him literally teleporting into yes. a scene that he was not originally present for. Yes, I was about to say that. Um, you, you see two panels side by side. In one of them, Dave is looking one way. In the other one, Little Cow is now on top of a cabinet. And when you see that teleport, like Dave jerks about to notice Little Cow and greet him. And he also has a little tiny, the smallest red exclamation mark on his head. A and Ke- gear. D- Davis insisted, even within his own internal monologue, that this is all fine. Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. that Cal is cool and it's good to see Cal. He even gives Cal a fist bump on his weird noodly arm. But man, this isn't right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. Can, can we talk, by the way, about one of the pictures on the wall in the Absolutely. background here? Can I guess which one you want to talk about? Go ahead. And I, Is it the one where it looks like the man is fingering a snowman? Yes, yes, it's that yes. one. Uh, it, right, first of all, my question is, is that a British TV show from the 1970s if it is, or 80s? I, if it is, I don't recognise it. Uh, you can find that picture on the internet by googling snowman puppet. Um, you will find a page that leads you to axtelexpressions.com or something like that. And you will see the uncensored rendition of this, which is just a man putting his... It's just a man up. holding a puppet, yes. Yeah, it's yeah, just when, yeah. you pixelate, when you pixelate yeah, yeah. the, Obviously the puppet's crotch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but just looking at it, it, it has... 
intense Operation U-Tree vibes. <laughs> he, he, oh, he, he looks like he is someone the BBC jumped on a grenade to defend. <laughs> like, Andrew I, I, Neil I, I, went to dinner at this man's house. Yeah, no, that... But but honestly, anyone on British TV in the seventies has that vibe. Yes, they real. do. They do. They do. But puppeteering, uh, particularly, is uh, is the traditional practice of nonces, and uh, it's never <laughs> any, been any a puppeteers more are listening to this. Please don't sue us. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> Um, and it is the time to be looking uh, out in the UK for the puppeteers because there are potentially oh. forty five hundred of them wandering the earth. Um, no, nah, I'm not going to get into that. <laughs> so, so, so th- this this is just further evidence for a a a perception of what Dave's brother might be like. Yes, then, he he might. He might be the person uh, I, that has a a collar on his ankle with a GPS device. I, I I reckon we should just get in. I think we should pull the 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 plaster off now and just get into it. What is your impression of Dave's brother up to this point from from the totality of the pages that we've read for this? He's a pedophile. That 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 is your main takeaway. Um, he's a pedophile and probably like a, a a weeby sort of character as well. He collects sort of uh, specifically uh, east eastern influenced martial arts weapons and also JRPG swords. Right. Yes. Uh, and and as we see in the in the final page of this update, he wears um Kamina, Kam, Kam, is it Kamina or Kamia? Uh, I don't uh, know. From, just... from Tengatop and Gurenlagen, he wears his pointy anime sunglasses. Um, so what I have it noted down as is, uh, looks like Dave is fighting the Shredder. Because it's on a roof. It's the Shredder fight from TMNT 2003 on the roof. Um, where, where the Shredder dies, they drop a water tower on him. I I I po- I posed I posed this question because last time we talked about um John's dad and Rose's mum as parental figures mm-hmm. and how how they were perceived by the by those respective characters and how we felt they were actually like so for example John sees his dad as being this overbearing clown obsessed he just sees Weirdo, him as annoying. Street performer, the, I, I, annoying, yes, but yeah. also, but also clown obsessed, mm. obsessed with baking too too much. And Rose Rose sees her mum as this passive aggressive harpy alcoholic. Yeah, um... and we 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 both in our conversation talked about how that didn't seem like a particularly fair appraisal of those characters. Mm-hmm. So I find it interesting that from what we see of Dave's brother, from Dave's perspective, your main takeaway is that this guy is a paedophile. Yes, uh, my Rather main than giving him any sort that... of 
<laughs> he should not have caring duties. Absolutely. <laughs> like this this house is a death trap. It is amazing that Dave has survived to be thirteen years yeah, old. Yeah, yeah. To pull out a uh, a Britishism here, a, he he would be in in prison. Well, it's not a Britishism; it's a British reference here. He would be in prison for half of the devices he has strapped to the wall for Th- violating this is, this is the a man offensive that collects... weapons act. Yeah, this is Dave, Dave's bro is a zombie knives guy. Yeah, yeah. I was I actually have it in my notes. He has a zombie knife, and he has like. Um, he has throwing stars, which is against the Offensive Weapons Act, like 1983 or 1987, uh, where the UK government banned weapons that would appear in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, specifically. And, and also, he, he has he has a sink full of fireworks. Yes, uh, outside of the fireworks season. You can launch them off on Bonfire Night, you can launch them off on, like, Eid? Can you launch them for Eid? Well, okay, this is set in America. Yeah, so it's set it, in America, it, yeah. There's fireworks but, season in America as well, though. You can't get fireworks all year round in America unless you go to certain states. Yeah. But even, even putting aside the, the fact that Dave is forced to live in a house with all this weird nude puppet shit around, D- D- Dave's kitchen, like, D- D- the... The refrigerator is full of swords. Mm-hmm. The sink is full of fireworks. Dave specifically says if he wants food or drink, he has to hide it in his own closet because there's nowhere safe to keep it. This, 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 this man is a menace and should not be near children. Yeah. In most capacities, a person should not be near children. And just to make it clear that I don't think Dave is actually. Uh, making it out to be worse than it actually is, because the only thing we have seen Dave consume so far is a jar of apple juice that he found in his closet. It, it is and, actually what he did. Yeah, and that and the thing the thing is, Dave is in massive amounts of denial about how fucked up the situation is, except for like brief brief moments of clarity, like when he is. Showered in nude puppets as part of a a weird prank. Yeah, like, he, he, on, on, only in mo- in brief moments like that does he seem to acknowledge that he he, he is actually mortified. Yeah, he's actually mortified by the life he's in. The the, the most fucked up thing about Dave's brother isn't all of the puppets. It isn't all of the knives, the fireworks. It's that he has the desktop organization of a pervert. <laughs> the, not only the desktop organization, just the browser uh, configurations the, yeah, of a pervert. We, we can go to the browser configuration in a moment. I want to talk about desktops. There, so <laughs> there, there, are, there, there are ways you can organize your desktop. Eight iterations of new folder haphazardly <laughs> strewn about the page is not it. How do you organize? Not, e- not even in like um, the 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 grid format where it just automatically aligns all of the folders. Yeah, just just drops. Like, some of the folders are overlapping. Yeah, Fraser, how do you organize your desktop? So I I don't have everything in a single block. I have my shortcuts arranged in sub blocks around the screen so that I can still see my my background, which I like. Like it's it's a it's a pictorial background, so I have the center free of 
of uh, shortcuts, and then I just arrange the shortcuts in blocks around the outside, depending on their theming. Um, so games in progress will be one block. Games not in progress will be another. Shortcuts to folders will be another, and then like built-in PC tools like and browser extensions and stuff like that will be another stuff like that. So you're an active user of the desktop, then? Oh yes, absolutely. Okay, so I would say I am an absolutist in the entire opposite direction. My desktop has no icons on it. It has not had wow, any okay. icons on it for ten years. I have never put an icon on my desktop. I hide them at all times because I do not wish to sully my current desktop, especially which is the pink screen um, from Mr. Boop's uh, Komsusa Todd finale <laughs> where Alec Robbins is, has his hands on his face and is crying. Oh, and I have that on three thank monitors. Thank God you brought watch. up Mr. Boop. Yes. Because... Because I get to bring up that Mr. Boop is officially part of Homestuck Cannon. <laughs> what? Do you not remember that that's the case? I, I forgot. There's so... Look, so much happens in Mr. Boop. During, during the blackout section, where it's just cutting around the world to all of the... Um, all of the comics, like, dying on the fourth panel. You remember that yes, part of Mr. Yes, Boop? Yes, I yeah. remember that, what, yeah. What, one of them, it cuts to Homestuck, and one of the characters says, this is canon both in Mr. Boop and Homestuck. <laughs> okay. Um, but yes, I've got, Miss, I've got Alec Robbins as, as my desktop, and no icons whatsoever. Um, anytime I actually want to navigate to anything on my computer, I use the file directory. I actually go through my file wow. directory every single time. Okay, I, I, re- I respect it. Um, unless it's a regular program, in which case it's on the bottom taskbar. But that is always how it's been for me. Um, so I, I can especially see why you would be so insulted by Bro's desktop. Then. Yes, yes. Uh, this is sacrilege to me. Uh, to the listeners, email me in at theapuk.com. <laughs> Uh, sorry, do not th- send squit. Do not send screenshots of your desktop to Carl. Yes, do do send them. <laughs> no, to... that's a that's a security risk. Don't no, do that. No, theapuk at gmail dot com. Either write a description of what it is you do with your desktop, or send me a picture of it. As as long as it is a work safe picture, I don't want a picture of your fucking arsehole with all of your icons spread around yeah, the cheeks all, all, all of your hentai yeah. desktop wallpapers, yeah. Um, but yeah, s- send me an idea or a description of how it is you organise your desktop. I will judge. That's it, I will judge. That, that's the promise. <laughs> that, that's all you will do. <laughs> Yeah, I will judge. <laughs> from a scale of zero to Dave's bro. <laughs> from, a z- from a scale of zero to you tree. Yes, I will judge. <laughs> Hopefully and, none okay, of our listeners okay. get to you tree scale. Let, let's, be, let's be a little bit fair to Dave's bro. He does not have a pornographic desktop background, at the very least. Yes, but he has eight files all named a new folder. One of those definitely has a collection of child pornography oh, yeah. in it. Allegedly. Allegedly. 
Like, uh, written no here, spoilers. <laughs> I have here, your bro's computer is password protected to protect all of the top secret shit he's got on the burners. His hard drive is also wired up to a microwave, which will automatically fire the drives if an APB is issued in his name. I did not need to get to a shop that he operates before I wrote that down. I did not need to see all of the fuck puppets before I wrote that down. All I needed to do was see his poster and Lil Cal. That's uh, all I'm, I'm, I need. I'm glad you clocked Dave's bro, because let me tell you, there was a time where people would, were, people who read Homestuck would unironically say, Dave's bro is a cool guy. <laughs> <laughs> like, that, there, there, there were people so media illiterate <laughs> that they were like, yeah, yeah, this guy seems cool. <laughs> I mean, Dave says he's cool, so yeah, I can't like. No, Dave yeah, I trust cool. Dave. Yeah, Dave's Dave's cool, so he must who, also. Who cool. amongst us has not sexualized a puppet in our time? <laughs> Sorry, who amongst us has not sexualized a puppet of Kermit the Frog? Specifically, Kermit. Like there is a Kermit. He is it, presented. It, yeah, there there are some things that should be sacred, aren't there? Yeah, it's not easy being green, but it's even harder when you've been given big, big juicy cheeks. Ah, oh, Dave, get out! Not the mate. last we'll see of Kermit either. Ah, oh, oh, please say Kermit is a mainstay. Please. Oh well, no, I'm I, I'm specifically talking about um, the comic that uh, Dave finds that uh, the bro drew. Of, oh yeah. Um, of the Muppet Babies acting out a scene from Saw. <laughs> uh, speaking, no. <laughs> speaking of uh, Dave's uh, bro and comics, is Dave's bro Sweet Bro from Sweet Bro and Hello Jeff? It's, it, does, it has the I mean, commonality that, that, of bro. That, that, is, that, that seems like it would be the textual read, wouldn't it? If, if Dave, like Dave is the author of Sweet Bro and Hello Jeff, mm-hmm. and he has... He has a brother he calls Bro. That would make sense, but that would that would mean that then who then who is Hella Jeff? Is it is it Little Cal? Like that? I I'm I'm not I'm not sure. One one because they don't look particularly similar. Yeah, like I, I don't know what Bro really looks like yet, so I can't comment. Yeah, like I, I, I'm not entirely sure, but they are both called Bro, so it wouldn't be too much of a leap to think that that would be the case. Mm. And speaking of Hussey's old comics, by the way, friend of the show Jester did. Uh, I don't remember if I mentioned this last episode. I think it was after. I think you did. Did I? Did it? Did I mention that Jester sent me? Uh, some oh, of the did old... Jester send you something um, separately? Yes, he sent me the old uh, Team Special Olympics comics. Ah, okay, okay. Yeah, um... yeah. I, I think I think we talked about the um, the racist basketball ones. Yeah, um, possibly. But I just wanted to quickly say, in case I didn't, it was the most store brand racism I had ever seen. In fact, one of them had oh, the commentary yeah. line of, "I realise this is racist, but I've drawn it anyway." Andrew yeah, Hussey. just massive internet edge lords. Yeah, shit. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I figured I'd quickly mention that while we're talking about the old comics like Sweet Bro and Hello Jeff. Like Jesus, and and it's weird because 
you could like in some ways you could sort of read bro as a criticism of that sort of edge lordy like but there is there seems to be a very implicit criticism of i like ironic humor in this like but like for in the uh the mr t puppet panel dave tries to explain the joke like like what bro's version of the joke behind having that mr t puppet would be and saying it's like 10 layers of irony nested in each yeah, other and like... that to me kind of reads like a criticism of like ironic hum- internet humor but knowing andrew hussey is also a bit having your cake and eating it yeah i i i have trouble believing based on the evidence i have in front of me that is the humor of homestuck that he is that perceptive enough of what he is um, mm. for, for that type of self-criticism. Um, so uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Like, to me, it seems like it's just trying to go for, uh, at times, still a quite zany humour by having Dave's bro be the... The sex horse puppet salesman. <laughs> that that's what he is. He he sells sex horses. That's what he, he does is. sell sex horses. Yes, Pl- yeah. plush. Uh, is it plushrump.com? Yeah, yeah. You could you could you could, you could drop a penny on that on that ass. It's not going anywhere. Just just sitting snugly in the felt. But um, yeah. Like I, I just I just don't particularly see it as believable that. Plus, he has that level of self-awareness, considering some of the stuff he's written. Yes. Yeah. Um, and and that's, that's it. It comes back to sep- separating intents from from personal reading, I suppose. Maybe. Like obviously, obviously, there is there is a degree of intent for like bro being like a real fucking weirdo, but. As I as I said, there were people who didn't get it at the time, and there may still be people who do not get it. Maybe there isn't something to get. Oh no, I mean that's that bro that that bro like that filling a house full of nude puppets is a weird thing to do and not something a cool guy would do. Yeah, but I'm I'm saying what if it wasn't ever actually oh, intended. Yeah, you, you, as I, 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 what if it's sincere? What, you, oh, <laughs> I, I suppose. Like, mm, the, this is this is a conversation we will probably come back to in in a di- from from a different angle late, later in, later in Homestuck probably. By that point, I think I will also be able to say, what if it was sincere and has now been made non-sincere? Hmm. Quite possibly. Like, yeah. There could be there could be a degree of revisionism. <laughs> We're gonna get into the fucking Homestuck revisionist argument. <laughs> um, like but- I, you, I, I'm gonna spring on you like in five episodes' time. Oh, and by the way, uh, those those panels he went back and edited those to make to put in <laughs> all of the nude puppets. <laughs> Originally, it was just a normal guy. <laughs> Originally, actually, uh, neither the Chuck Norris and the Mr. T had any clothes on at all. 
Uh, but he felt it was improper to show Mr. T's dong. Which he did have. He did. Well, no, but, but he, he, was, he was wearing underwear. We didn't see the dong. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm saying that originally he did, and then he... Oh, oh, oh originally he was hanging yeah, dong. Yeah, yeah, originally, yeah. And Chuck Norris didn't even, wasn't, didn't even mad. They were fine with it. Hello, you've got the mystical post-recording Carl here. I am the editor and distributor of this podcast. Issue being there is that I don't know jack all about Homestuck. So, I would like you, the listener, to share among your Homestuck communities if you have any. It would really be appreciated if we uh, did get a bit more listening. It takes a lot of time (laughs) making this thing. Um, it's no hard obligation, but it would be greatly appreciated if you could do that for me. It's just, Homestuck as a product, I don't understand how you would mark it. <laughs> Not until I have finished it, which would defeat the purpose of the podcast. Anyway, thank you, and back to your regularly scheduled episode. Well, I'm 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 glad we've we've fully got all of the nude puppet stuff out of our system because that's that's probably the most important thing that happened in this stretch of pages. Yeah, we got a, a good thirty five minutes out of nonch jokes. Um, so we we jump back to John after uh, Dave gets ganged by these puppets, and we get a, a device inserted into his house by those called the Punch Designics. You have to feel a little bit bad for Rose during this stretch of stretch of pages. She is really she's really putting in the work while John is spacing out doing fuck all. Yeah, he, he is doing almost nothing this entire time. Uh, can I say quickly that uh, I I like punch card technology and oh. dot matrixes and stuff like that. I like all so- like eighties nineties printing and like. File organization hardware. So I'm get I'm guessing the introduction of the alchemy system has you intrigued. No. Then no, no, no. I'm just saying that I like I like the devices. Oh, these, so you, these, you... this fucking alchemy system still capture lock in disguise. Fuck it. No. Oh, so you you d- you don't like the overlapping card stuff? The the merging two items together based on their traits? No, because it's still the fucking it's still it's still capture log bullshit. It's still inventory <laughs> management. I've got like lots of notes about it in here, but it is still that. I was well, I was just with, commenting within, lightly within on this... that I like punch uh, punch cards. Within this stretch of pages, we do have John like find a way to just create unlimited numbers of inventory slots. Yeah, we do. And so, so we're 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 on the road towards removing catalog bullshit from the comic entirely, and that's partly thanks to alchemy. I don't think it's going to be um, worth it either. I, I think alchemy is going to be just as bad. I think it is. Oh. I think it's going to be just as tedious. Uh, but yeah, the Punch Designix. Uh, Designix sounds like like a, a 1990s brand. 
It sounds like you'd find it in Poundland. It, it just what, what? What would it do? It would be like a avenger, like children's crafts. Uh, oh, okay. So, yeah. so like um, you you'd make pictures out of punch holes. Like you'd set up an array of punch holes and you punch into some coloured card and make a picture or something. Yeah, yeah. And it would yeah. be in Poundland. They would not be remotely a worthwhile deal. You'd get like four punch cards for one pound. Classic Poundland deal. Oh, so you you just be. Oh, so you, <coughs> you, it would still run on punch cards? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I just wanted to say that it sounds like a Poundland brand name. That's, <laughs> that's all. That was the only reason I brought up the entire thing. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't intend to talk about alchemy yet. <laughs> See, no, if you, you being that into punch, punch cards, I'm surprised you don't like the idea of punch, <laughs> like punching holes in two different cards and overlapping them to get a merged punch card design. Well, the issue is, how does it serve the plot? Does it serve the plot in a meaningful fashion? Yes or no? The answer is no. It's. I mean, John, John gets a cool hammer out of it. Uh, it's still what Hussey is using as weird. You don't like that it's killing time. Yes. You you don't like that 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 nothing is actually happening while he's making hammers. Yeah, I don't like that. I will spend 300 pages and 100 of them will be inventory juggling. I hate that. I feel insulted by it. Did you at least find it funny when John's inventory is reduced to two cards, and so every time he picks something up, the next thing is just immediately ejected? No, I absolutely no. did not. <laughs> I fucking hate any time the capture log comes up. I audibly groan. So there are large stretches where every single page I groan. Well, at least you do know from what I've told you that the capture log system goes away in a functional sense. Yeah, good fucking vent. <laughs> Be gone. <laughs> get out of my comic here. Um, but before we even get to like him making a new hammer, uh, John looks out the window. He is irrationally angry. It, it extremely angry at the imps in his garden. Well, they're on his pogo, pogo ride. Yeah, they're riding his pogo. And, and you asked for more gameplay in Homestuck. You've got it. It's, yep. it's a 2000s-era... Um, like banner ad flash game style yeah um interactive thing so we got a new version of harley quinn that plays during this uh it sounds like um i don't think this is a a good version of of yeah it's it's just a hard it's just a hard rock version of harley quinn and it's just one off for 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 this joke game panel yeah it it gives me big overclocked remixes vibes uh, do you remember OCR at all? Yes, yes. I actually think we should explain OCR if I'm going to mention it very quickly. Because there well, are you, people who you, you aren't old enough. Oh, wait, did I? Yeah, uh, when, when we were originally talking about the idea for this, uh, this podcast, I, showed, I, I linked to you some Homestuck music. And uh, I think it was... Um, Dance of Fawns I sent to you and you said oh this sounds like an OCR remix 
Yeah. Uh, was that on an episode? Though? I don't think I ever mentioned no, no, it on no, an no. episode. The, no, okay. the, this this was just us like discussing. Yeah, the yeah. I remember I mentioned it. Started doing it. Yeah, I remember I mentioned it in casual conversation with you, but not if it was ever brought up in an episode. Mm. Yeah, OCR was like um, like now if someone makes a, a a remix or a cover of a of a game song or something like that, they're going to put it on their YouTube. They're going to put it on their SoundCloud or something like that. And there wasn't like avenues to put their own created music or recorded music they may not necessarily have created it out there easily and have people get eyes on it in like the aughts uh overclocked remixes was was the answer to that it was like a compendium of the most cringeworthy terrible remixes of game music i'm gonna play you this is supposed to be gerudo valley by the way So, so it it was sort of a, there. If there was a spectrum, like OCR remixes would be on one end, and nightcore mixes would be on the other. That, mm, I don't know. How I feel about that. What goes in the middle? How does that normal spectrum music. work? Like you're you're taking you're taking a normal song and you're pushing it towards nightcore or towards OCR, at least in, for for music remixes of that era. I mean, where does Gabba? And stuff like that fit into that spectrum. Then oh, that not, not everything has to sit on the spectrum. Okay, okay. I was going to say because real, real music remixes do the, some of the same techniques as Nightcore without sounding like dog shit. <laughs> Instead, they sound like pig shit. Instead, that's what Gabba is. Boom, 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 boom. Just, just that sort of noise constantly. Um, but yeah, but I, th- I think, I think it's worth. It's worth saying that there there wasn't like this is still early on in Homestuck. There's not much music to yeah, be yeah. like they're they're still only really working with four or five melodies. So and this this is the third mix of Harlequin we've had so far, I think, or maybe the, only the second. Mm. I, I just have, laughed because no, it just immediately third. reminded me. It's of... the third because we've had mm. the piano version, the normal version, now this one. So it, it it's it's just iterating on the what is available, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I, like I was saying, I, I was just commenting on the fact that I thought it was funny that it reminded me of Overclocked Remix. I feel like that's a a sensation I'm going to get quite often with Homestuck. Uh, at least for a while, I'm going to listen to it and think, this this sounds like OCR right here. This sounds like it could be a remix of a Mega Man level. It, you, you're go- I think you're going to feel that way about anything that seems written to be video game music, but instrument like has the instrumentation of like a rock song. Like, no, I think it's... I think it's like the the sound of the actual door it would have been recorded in at the time. There's like there's a there's a sound, oh, yeah. like a production sort of thing that makes it sound like it was made by an amateur in the arts. Like I just hear it and I'm like, the 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 way the room in this music sounds. It's obviously someone like this making it in their bedroom with limited production knowledge. Song uh Song of Skya um does not sound like that though. That sounds different. Mm. But I don't think there's any real instrumentation in that. I might be wrong, 
Yeah, well, I mean, it, it it doesn't need to have instrumentation necessarily. It, it, like it just it, there's a sound quality and a texture to it that notifies it to me as like probably coming from like probably some like Fruity Loops back back in like oh, the old uh, almost certainly I would imagine, and also with with all of this music being kind of created within the forums of on the ns painter venture forums there probably would have over time been a sort of consensus as to how how to properly produce the music no probably not like probably not but but well if you had if you had like multiple when you get to the point where multiple creators are working on the same track maybe no because there would have been one person that would have handled that that would be a duty you give to one person. You wouldn't have everyone producing all on the same track. That would be nightmare. Oh, no, no, no. But I mean, once you have someone who is like acting in a designated producer role, then they would have their own standardized way of doing it, <sighs> rather than having, as you said, it sound like someone's just recorded it in their in the in their bedroom. I, I possibly I, I'd have to wait and see, but I I can't see them standardising it to that degree. It doesn't sound realistic. It sounds like it would be too much of an ordeal to do that. Mm. Um, so this is a really bad flash game. It's awful, and I I think I think it's <clears throat> deliberately awful. Okay, what I was, was your high score? I was I was going to say because I I could not figure out how to make this game work. I could. Do things in it, obviously, but it would not register a score. I got fifty-four once. I don't know what I did. So you have to keep like a really regular tempo with the lefts and rights. Like you, if you have like a stri- a tempo streak going, mm-hmm. then the the score goes up like really, really, really high. Okay. Whereas what did, if if you're what did you get? if you're off, I I do not have my score written down, but I got like into the higher thousands. Oh, look at this liar! Did not write down his score. Is claiming it was in the thousands. But you you will also have noticed that when you finish the game, there is an option to submit it to a leaderboard, and there was a live leaderboard at the time. So you you could you could competitively play this game when Homestuck was live on the website. The Homestuck East uh, Pogo Esports League. <laughs> Um, yeah, I got I got fifty four. I, I couldn't actually get much higher than that. There's no, there's no shame in in doing badly in the bad flash game. <laughs> there is great shame. My family won't talk to me anymore. Uh, we also see here that there is in the credits for this game. If you click on the uh, controls, there is credited an Alexis Gankbro Bangnesser or Bang and Bangesna. Um, was that a regular partner of Hussey? It said, I do not recognize that name. Thank you, as name. always. Their username would no. have been Gankbro. I do not recognize the name. Hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, that, that, was, that was in there. And I was maybe like, it's the person who, who was teaching uh, Hussey how to implement the Flash stuff. Possibly, possibly. Um, but then, then Rose. Fucking 
murders all of the imps. In fact, she spends this entire episode just doing that. Yes, over the course of these pages, we learn that large objects are a very effective weapon in this game. If you just, like, drop them and throw them at things, they do ample damage to, to, to all of the all of the enemies to the point where John barely barely has to do anything like Rose is obviously quite annoyed that the the job of killing everything by throwing bathtubs and fridges at them has been saddled on with her but it works uh, there's something I've got to say here you describe the imps as enemies I mean they're they're antagonistic aren't they are they? They're, they don't well, hit John once in this entire stretch. That's a good point. Yes, yes, they they haven't hit John this entire time. The, there's also but they, they been... also did they did kidnap Dad. There's... So is that is that something a a, a, a non antagonistic force would do? Possibly, possibly they have a reason to kidnap Dad. Maybe Dad did something to them. There's we- also a very, a very angry, two very angry ogres after John towards the yeah, end. Yeah, but they're not the imps. The imps, the imps even run from the ogre. True. Yeah. The, the, there I is no what's going on there. There is no evidence of actual malice from these imps. In fact, before Rose kills them, they are just playing in the garden. <laughs> Yeah, and and the, the 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 imp at the ends when the when the ogres are riding arriving just nopes out of there on an umbrella. So. Yeah, but they, these guys don't seem like they are actually harmful. They they are maybe messy. They destroy things, but they don't seem to actually want to harm John. I think they are currently doing an ethnic cleansing against these guys. <laughs> oh, typical. Yep. Um, like, it does not seem like what they're doing is morally justifiable based on the evidence that sits before us. Well, we're working on video game logic. That for like, there's there's no there's uh, no conception for. To, to John or Rose that these the that these things could possibly be sentient. There's yeah. no reason for them to believe that. And as you mentioned, we are working on video game logic, and as page 479 <laughs> says, you never Gris, know with these gaming to, abstractions. Gris comes back to mock you. Yes, it does. I I was like, fuck off, you <laughs> dick. Uh, Once again, the the way the Gris works is seems pretty inconsistent. Like, is not affected by physics, but you can still pick up an object that Gris has landed on, and the Gris moves with it as if it is affected by the physical interaction between the surface and itself. Like, who knows? And also, once that Gris is made into a less abstract form, a concrete form it can be interacted with but also if you remove things around it will not be interacted and it also seems to defy gravity as we see with the gigantic bridge and the stairs that rose makes yeah which led me (laughs) to the question of if if the platforms that rose makes don't seem very well bound by gravity can you make stairs 
that are two parts and delete the bottom part. Just keep making stairs that go up without Just anything make support. Stairs that float in the middle of nowhere. Like it's mm-hmm. it seems like that could be a possibility if 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 the if the physical matter of stairs is is the sa- has the same properties as grist, but I do not believe it does. I believe anything that is built becomes a a matter object as we understand it. Yeah, but it it uh, it still like those the bridge was still standing without a support far yes, longer was. than it yeah. should have been. Yes, um, absolutely. That that's what got me thinking about it. Um. Speaking of it, we may as well just cover like the the whole uh, use of the grist right now um, before. Yeah, so yeah, R- Rose is getting into the Sims uh, build, the Sims house building section yeah. of the Sims gameplay at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, not at this point. It happens over the course of the entire thing. We're just well, getting it out of the way now. Yeah, v- yeah. Vaguely, I'm not. I'm not going page by page. I'm just yeah. just talking in general terms. Um, she discovers that building ladders is more cost-effective than building stairs. And then she builds more stairs anyway. Rose, what are you doing? Well, I think she says that it would be a bit hard on John if he had to constantly be climbing ladders. Stairs are also hard. I'm Especially when they're an inch thick, yes. Yeah, yeah, they're awful. The, the ones that she built are worse than the, the ladder. Uh, she also clones the chimney stack. Yes, yeah. Uh, the the, so, the other stuff she built wasn't cloned. It, it, like, no, yeah. Previously, she was only building like flat planes, mm. but with like stairs, she clones the stairs, and she also clones the chimney stack. And the ladder is built from cloned uh, balcony railings. Yeah, she flips on the side. side. Yeah. Mm. So, like, we see more ways that Suburb can interact with the world in the construction side of things. Um, and but- in, in the process of all this getting built, a lot of stuff gets yeeted into the void. Yeah. Like, so many, so many items just, just <laughs> fall into the ether along, along with the, the car that was lost yeah, la- and- last time. <laughs> So many uh, imps are also uh, taken Just... from us before their time. Um, hey, they they could survive. We don't know what's down there. Not the ones that she fucking throws a fridge freezer oh, unit at, the, yes, or the one that she yes, throws the, a bathtub at. The ones that are completely obliterated, yes. Yeah, fucking, fucking IDF those over here, just <laughs> dropping what could be children. She only cares about seeing body bags full she does. Well, she's not there. Is the thing she's playing that she's playing a game on her laptop. But she sees that her friend is actually there. It's obviously yeah. not a game. Yeah. Like, she but it is. It is. It is still a game. No, it's it's not. It has John... gameplay elements. John levels up. <laughs> he, if, yeah. it, if it if it wasn't a game, would John level up? Yeah, he, he becomes as you know as gel gets more viscous. He has finally exited puberty. When he you got get... some boom bucks. Yep. Uh, we also get like a bunch of furniture leveling up. I thought that was a really bad joke, honestly. It's a really bad joke, but I did enjoy the Viking funeral for the. Um... For the safe? Yeah, yeah, I didn't mind that. It's just that he did the same level-up joke for furniture twice in a row. 
<laughs> yeah, like, they did. Yeah. Like that's a cop out right there, mate. You can't do that one twice. But also, th- those were probably uh, prompts submitted by readers. Hmm. <laughs> um. Yeah. Well, while this is going on, uh, learning about Gvist, we do see like Nana Quinn is also interacting with things. She, she's, she's, she's baking. Yeah, she, she she's making loads of cookies. She eye beams an imp to death. Um. That's the thing she does. She fries that boy, and and that that shows you that killing imps is justified because Nana is a game game construct. So if she exists within the game and she finds that it's okay to kill imps, that means killing imps is okay. That that proves it. Don't ask any more questions. Uh but but are you sure about that? Are you absolutely sure? Look, I. I a kind, a kindly grandma wouldn't do bad things. Yeah, but John, you're, 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 you're really leaning into the being sympathetic for, for the imps, aren't you? Yes, they, they, they look cute. They, like, they've got these weird little like hockey they, they mostly, motions. I mean, yeah, they, mo- they mostly look concerned. I would say is the primary emotion that most most of the imps have. Yeah, they they look terrified, or they look like they're having fun. Never anything like anger. Like uh, uh, John is thirteen, and he has a body count. <laughs> like ah. Uh. And the entire time that he's building this body count, like going around on the pogo. He's doing a fucking soy face. He's doing a Reddit <laughs> soy face. He he does he does have a bit of a moment there, doesn't he? He yeah. he, he he goes off the rails a little bit. Yeah. He, he goes off the rails and does a fucking like he kills an entire crash of children of baby imps. <laughs> like he's getting that Reddit gold right now. Yeah, like the, the the imps seem genuinely concerned when he like threatens the bunny. <laughs> yeah, and like he he murders like five of them going down the stairs, and the entire time like they're, they're all just looking around the room, terrified that he's going to kill them next. They're just chilling. They're just chilling. The boys are just having fun. So jo- jo- John's the villain of the piece for you. No, John's like this misguided warrior. He just doesn't know that they're actually innocent yet. John's arc is going to be to learn the plight of the imps and to mend his ways, then. No, it's going to be the fucking Heart of Darkness. Oh. (laughs) Like, he's going to end up, like, forming a kingdom of the imps. He's going to be like, um... What's the name of the character in Heart of Darkness again? I can't remember his name. Conrad. Yeah, Conrad. Uh, Oh, sorry, no, it's Kendall Kurtz. Is it Conrad Kurtz? It's Kurtz for sure. No, no, Con- Conrad's the author. Yeah, Conrad's the, the author of Heart yeah. of Darkness, yes. Um, yeah, Colonel Kurtz. Yeah, he's going to be in Kurtz, yeah. He's going to have like a, a skull, go- uh, like a skull goblet of an imp that he drinks out of that he uses in what? his vein of terror over the imp. At least he's not alone. At least, at least Rose also has blood on her hands. Well, no, she doesn't have the blood on her hands because her hands are just at the keyboard. She's like the oh yeah, all, all, the furniture like, has the blood on their hands. Yeah, she's like the kid using like a fucking PS4 control to control a drone strike hitting a wedding <laughs> in Syria. Like that's what she is. She's just fresh out of high school. 
And she felt like, oh yeah, Yami uses use game controllers now. Ah, oh. yeah, like that. There's no evidence that these imps are. Okay, I, I'm, so, I'm sorry wells. for calling them enemies. Yeah, I, I you... didn't know this would affect you so much. Yeah, like some of my family are imps, man. Some of my family. Um. Not much happens in terms of plot during this part. It's 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 a bunch of building, a bunch of imp murder, as 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 previously mentioned, and then the introduction of the alchemy system once Rose has put all of the uh, items in place. So yeah. we, we we start to see how the the Dowl system is used now. We see we see that different items produce different punch cards. Designs based on the, they have um, uh, ca- capture codes, which mm-hmm. explain now. Now you know why it's called capture log. Yep. Because all items that are part of the capture log system have capture codes associated with them, which are their unique item identifiers, but for real life items. Yeah, yeah. Like you can turn over the card, and on the back of it, you have a one o tricks point never album art cover, and uh, it'll have a capture barely visible in it. The first capture yeah. I actually could not see at first. So I was like, where, where is the capture here? Because it was that close in colour. The second one I could see really easily though. So those, those are inputted into the punch cards designer, which converts the capture code into a punch card design, which is then taken to the Cruxite Dowel uh, lathe and it creates a unique 3D totem based on that punch card design, and then that totem is taken to the alchemizer, where the 3D topography of the totem is converted into a real-life item. And that's how alchemy works from start to finish. Not a convoluted system at all. My question is, at this (laughs) point, um, I don't remember if they tried this. I don't believe they do. Why did John not try putting a crook style in a capture log card? He do- he doesn't try that, no. Because that would give him infinite access to crook styles. Well, he does. You you do technically have infinite access to crux sites already from the extruder. The extr- there's no sign that the extruder is running out of the dowels. Wait, doesn't it use grist to... No, making items oh, uses yeah, it's the, grist, yeah, it's but using the, items, the yeah, extruder yeah. That, that produces the the lumps of cruxite, that's just like churning them out as you turn the wheel. Okay, okay. Um, but... But, but he does address his inventory problems by capture-logging <clears throat> a capture-log card that uh, he finds underneath his dad's safe mm-hmm. in in the back room and we get another we ne- get another insp- ins- inspirational message from dad it's nice to have reminders of dad now that he's been taken from us yeah yeah he, he believes in in his son um wh- son now that you are strong enough to lift <laughs> this the <this> safe <laughs> um a bit a bit optimistic but there, there's uh one thing i had in mind as a question um, why does the capture log inventory system sometimes change color? Uh, so that's the first in, first out difference. So first in, first in, first out is one color, and first in, fir- last out 
is another cover. There, there are three colours. Oh, uh, so pink pink is the default cover. Okay. And then it's assigned a new cover based on your um your system. So Dave's system, the cards are orange. Okay. And Rose's yeah, system, all makes... the cards are uh, I actually don't remember what colour Rose's cards are. No, but do they, I. they are well, a different colour as well. If if you say it, I'll, I'll believe it. Uh, it sounds reasonable. I was just wondering in the moment that I saw it. I was like, wait, why is the card pink? Mm. Um, yeah, I, I think that's that's a a unaspected, as it were, uh, capture log card, mm. the pink one. Um, we do also see Rose's game guide again. She is putting in it um... screenshots. Finally, yep. she's she's producing a non-text uh, update. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't know why, but I've got it written in my notes here that maybe this is being read by the Wayward Vagabond. I don't exactly remember that panel, though. I don't think it, the, the Vagabond is. We reading don't it. S- we don't see a panel of him reading it, mm. but it is a. It is appearing textually in the. It could. I think when we see them as panels, it's meant to be a zoom in on Rose's screen. Okay. Rather than an external textual source. But I could be wrong. Um, I could have forgotten something. We do see some other usernames down here on the Game FAQ site. Um, of other, the, the, of the, uh, the other. The, the other FAQs of uh, Suburb in progress, yes. Yeah, the Memorial of Dead Kids, um, <laughs> Dead 12 Year Olds. Uh, we've got Sanctuary Remix, Winnie the Poop 2. Uh, unlikely to ever see that one ever again. Oh, uh, rip, rip, rip yeah. to Winnie the Poop. <laughs> and uh, Chaos Demon. Um, that's that's 09 right there. It's also worth noting, and since I mentioned um, that uh, Dad's vault, uh, Dad's safe got broken, uh, that there's a, a newspaper clipping in there talking about a meteor strike, and it seems to be a very old newspaper clipping. Yep, it's from the 1990s, and it is on 1990s. A- was it? Yes. I, I didn't. I didn't see the year. It, I thought it was cut off. Uh, so. April 14, and then there's a 1-9, and you can see the font shape of the 9, you can see there's another stroke going down that would indicate okay. it is another 9. So it's 1990-something. You don't see the fourth character. Right. But it's at least 1990. So, so they're, they're, the, the meteors have been a known quantity in the past, and for some reason that is important to important enough to Dad that he has a clipping of that copy. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is also worth noting. Like the the piece of paper that your dad leaves for you, which has like a congratulations and has a password to get into this safe. It's underneath of it, though, right? On the back of the card, yes. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like, the, the piece of card is underneath the safe in the first Yes, the place. card is underneath the safe because uh, the card is for if John is strong enough to lift the safe. Yeah, so, obviously, the dad thought that eventually John would be ready for whatever Hench. the meteor adventure is in- as well. He he would have built enough mass, cultivated enough mass to be able to just heft heft the, uh, the, the safe himself. Or... He had foreseen that he would have access to some sort of computer program that would be able to easily lift heavy objects around the house. 
one or the other. Mm, nah, nah. It has definitely the gains. Yeah, definitely the gains. Uh, he expected that John would want to lift the safe. Never mind, could would want to. He'd think, what's mm. underneath that safe? Well, there, there's also the mention of Dad's Dad's room again. Uh, Rose busts a hole through the house yet again, f- dropping another heavy object on yeah. it, and, there's and like creates a-, a hole into, but f- basically through Dad's bedroom, like from the floor above it and the floor bl- below it. Yeah, and so you there's get, now like, a weird like vision. an open passage into it. Mm-hmm. And John looks through it, and there's like a horrible vision like there's a machine in there by the look of us like that yeah john john seems a bit pensive about like and also interestingly enough john asks rose what's in there and rose says that she can't actually see what's in there and speculates that maybe she can't see what's in there because john doesn't have any conception of what could be in there Mm-hmm. So she she might not be privy to information that John ha- hasn't got available to him, which is strange. Mm. It, it raises question about how, like you were you were asking like how the camera system in the game was working, like whether there was a Lakitu somewhere or whether whether there was a camera that just couldn't be seen, like some sort of point of view that was providing the images that Rose had on her screen. And this idea that Rose cannot see something that there is no knowledge of might go some way towards answering that question, maybe? Yeah, maybe. She's got, like, uh, like if if John sees it, she's got an eternal sight of it somehow, maybe. Mm. It's not clear. Not clear. Um, but it's clues, it's clues. Um, yeah, there's a there's a hole leads into the room. Doesn't really go into that. We we just don't go into that room. Well, J- John nearly falls through the hole into that room when he pogo when he creates the pogo hammer mm-hmm. and s- skies himself, but with a huge pogo hit on another helpless imp. Mm. But he's caught by a bed, and then he ha- he has a little nap. Yeah, just a, just a, just a very short, uh, like a four-panel nap. We did cut out a bit here, where where John has like a seizure about a can a opener. Seizure? Oh yes, yes. So yeah. yes, yeah. Like, I was, I was I, like, we we went past that, didn't we? Yeah. Right. Yes. Before, like in the previous set of pages, John was was the. The prompt text at the bottom of the panels was all caps, quite rude, telling telling John he's an idiot, to, like uh, demanding that he do things. Mm-hmm. Suddenly, when he is on one of his um, imp killing rampages, riding the pogo around and and stomping on them like like like. Mario, basically. Yeah, as soon as he gets uh, into the study he, where the safe is, basically. He, yeah, he, 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 he starts getting he starts getting a voice in his head that's a lot more polite and no longer in uh, all caps asking about a can opener, mm-hmm. and uh, we get a we get a cutaway to uh, the the wayward vagabond again reading a book on human etiquette. Mm-hmm. And- so. And John again, has like a full-on uh, breakdown 
in that moment. Yes, but yeah, John John can't seem to process being asked about a can opener inside his head over and over again. Yeah, yeah, it's like a, a fit because of it. He starts flailing his arms around and like his, his Bro face starts bashing him with a with a with a hat. Mm-hmm. And some imp tries to attack him. No, it doesn't try to attack him. It's just in the room. <laughs> Those interpret it as an attack. And then fucking throws imp a bath. Truth. Call the imp truther. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I am actually going to turn on the uh, the blue voice software you've got here to give myself, myself <laughs> Alex Jones voice so I can talk about the imp truther theory. That's what I'm gonna do. That's that's podcast production. Uh, Goblins that, are bad. Imps are good. Yeah, that's that's podcast production law for you. We've got some weird tech going on. Um, but yeah, she she throws a fucking bathtub at it. It was doing nothing. It's doing nothing. It, it was it. It was being an imp. Imps are good. They give it. They give XP. They give. They give money. You need money to build. How how else are you going to get grist other than killing the imps? We haven't seen the way. Um, in the safe as well. By the way, there was uh, there was a book. Oh yes, yes um, the the Sasaka's um, the Sasaka's guides to Jape Japery or whatever it's called. Yeah, he he opens the the book at one point, and while the quote in it is, "I'll uh, this is a direct quote." By the way, yeah, I'll be the bastard love child of a listless octoroon. Jesus yes. Christ, Tossie. Yeah, Colonel Sasuke was a racist. Yeah, yep. Is Sasuke a real person? I don't actually know. No, Sasuke is not a real person, okay. but he is pretty much meant to be Mark Twain. Okay. okay, just just not saying the name Mark Twain, maybe to avoid annoying the estate of Mark Twain by saying that Mark Twain is a racist, but he has Mark Twain's face and his life is based on Mark Twain's. Okay. He's Mark Twain. Is the Twain estate litigious? I don't know, but there must be there must have been some good reason to not just call him Mark Twain. Well, either way, uh, I just thought I'd, I'd note that in the continued suspicion I have Towards Hussey, he finds ways to just find, finds ways to sneak racism in. Yeah, yeah, he he leverages his constant ability to get it in there. Um, I would I would respect it if it was anything else, literally anything else, any other <laughs> thing, any other type of bigotry. He would respect. Mm. And then John says that this this book is awesome. The guy that says. Well, well, no, he because we've we've seen that he already owns a copy of that book. Yeah, yeah, he owns he owns a new version of well, like a a clean a cleaner version of that book. This 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 book is ancient. Mm. It's it's yellowed. It's filthy. I would like to see the same page on the recent edition of it to see if it also has the same quote. (laughs) It's clean in multiple ways. Um, but yeah, after this, John does finally uh, go to the roof. He gets flung up there by the hammer and falls asleep. And we hear Sky and Magnican, uh, or Magican, a little tiny yes. two second, like, save screen song from a video game. 
Yeah, that's that's basically it. It's no, it's not it's not it's not a major song. I mean, it's not. It, it, it's basically just a little bit of a riff on um, Skies of Skya, just yeah. the, the same the same sort of sound. But yeah, it's it, it it is basically fulfilling the role of like when you save a video game in an RPG by going to the inn yeah. and resting in a bed. To be fair, we do get another version of Sky Magican in just six pages <laughs> yes, <laughs> which is yeah, an actual the, song the, the second the second half of it yes yeah um but between that uh that little stint there rose is like sitting there attempting to logic out the alchemeter uh of all the different things you can possibly combine to which i'd say rose that seems like an incredibly worthless effort because the alchemist can just combine any object so it's it's a limitless combination of objects why would you want to figure out a system to that it mm. can just combine well, anything it seems well there there could there could be an argument that if like you we see we see that she enters a random or either she or john enters a random code and it generates a jetpack with a cinder block, a plant, and a trumpet or a violin embedded oh, in it. Oh, so she she trying to figure so out how she's to trying to figure out a way to to reverse engineer it so that you could generate any object by its okay. existing string without knowing the string already. Okay, so maybe. she's trying to do like Pokemon arbitrary yeah. code execution. Yeah, no, over b- here. B- b- because if 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 this is a video game, and this is a video game mechanic, and there's some sort of coding involved. You hmm. should be able to reverse engineer that system. Yeah. In okay. That way. Okay. I'll accept that. I thought she was like trying to think of different possible items you can combine. I don't think I understood the panel. Well, no. That, that's that's also a consideration because we see that John is able to tra- create the pogo hammer by combining a hammer and the pogo ride. So theoretically, you could combine any two items and potentially get a, a useful hybrid item out of it. That's also a consideration. Yeah, I to was. Make, I, I was just gesturing that. Um, I think that would be a worthless effort to try and puzzle that out, just because. It, yeah. Like, like she, she doesn't really have the time to do it. Like mm. her, her, the the forest around her is burning down. It's probably probably not a great time to to workshop these ideas. I, I mean, the the code bit that would actually be useful, but like trying to figure out all the different possible items you could combine. Oh would yeah, yeah, not yeah, be yeah. useful just because it's all of the items you can combine. You're probably going them. to be generating more gibberish amalgams like the like the fucked up jetpack. Yeah. Um. And yeah, as as we see, um, Rose we also is... get a cutaway to Dave, and oh. Dave's still struggling with puppets. Uh, yeah, yeah, that happens. But I just wanted to say that uh, Rose, we see in the mausoleum, um, like the fire is burning out behind her, and the entire thing is red. And my thought was like, she looks like she sat in a pizza oven at that moment. <laughs> yes, yes, it does. It does have a like a kiln like quality. Yeah, yeah, like the the kiln of the first flame. You got um, rose petal and cat pizza getting cooked in there, and then her generator dies. Yes, no. Well, it dies immediately after she. So she has the bright idea that, oh, hey, if we can capture log objects, like if 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 all objects have like an associated capture log code, then the issue that Dave is having with finding a copy of Suburb to yeah, yeah. install so that he can help me 
get into the game. Why don't I just send him the code for the disc? So she ejects the disc and looks at the cu- the cards, and it doesn't have a capture log code. Mm. So it it's not a valid item, apparently. And then the strange. generator dies. And then the generator dies. So she she's she's at, not only is she out of the game client because she's ejected the disc, but now she she doesn't have power either. Mm-hmm. So she's so two John, steps John, John is just completely out of luck with regards to furniture being thrown around and killing stuff for him. <sighs> at least the imps are okay now. They're safe. They're safe. Well, they're not safe from the ogres. The ogres. Well, maybe they are. Maybe they're fearful, fearful of the ogres for unfounded reasons. Maybe the ogres are actually their friends, but they just don't know it. Like, th- they are afraid of the ogres in the same way that Rose and John seem to be afraid of them. That's what I'm getting at here. Just yeah. bigger and scarier. Yeah, yeah. Different. Different. That's what it's about, man. Different, yes. Yeah. It's yeah. about racism. That's that's what it's actually about. This, this claims to be post-racial. I'm going to say it's actually incredibly racial. It's a, it's a post-colonial <laughs> story, not a post-racial story. Um, it's about apartheid states. Um, that might end up actually being true. I doubt it. I severely doubt it. Um... <laughs> Anyway, D- Dave is getting uh, Kermit's uh, Kermit's dick dragged across his face. Yep. He's having a bad time. Uh, he uses some ninja moves to get to his roof. Yes, yeah, so so we, 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 we see here that Dave can f- kind of sort of flash step a little. Yeah, yeah. And that, that, is, that is how Cal has been eerily moving about this entire time is that his his bro has been flash stepping all over the apartment just fucking with Dave for no particular reason. To be fair, and now he if you could flash step, you would probably also oh, do that to fuck. I'd be with doing people. it all the time. Yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah. But uh, his his bro has summoned him to the roof to to uh do something, yeah. To, to, just do something to get, to get the disc. Some to get the disc back. I think, seeing as that that's what Dave is trying to do. And as that happens, we get a new song, "Upward Movement." Upward, Upward Movement. Dave it, owns. Close yeah, bracket. Dave owns. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this 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 is arguably like there is there is some argument as to what Dave's like motif is like some people would say it's upward movement some people would say it's a song coming in the next batch of pages but but it it's i i i i like it as i i don't i don't think it's it's really Dave's theme for for a reason that we're not going to get into for a while but but i like it okay um what i do like Right now is um, they give you a view of uh, of things from Dave's perspective. Like you can see, like a reflection of the world ending in in Dave's sunglasses and in this animated sequence here. Uh, before Bro abducts Cal, um, you get like a a weird psych out moment. We see. What I guess <laughs> is GG, like Garden Gnostic, uh, the flat yes, dead crow yeah. hat. Um, in a in a dream, I think from is, is it John's dream or something like that. So so yes, a lot like, of things happen. Right and, 
initially we have John's John's dream where he sees like some clouds forming into different shapes. Like he sees a cloud shaped like a birthday cake. He sees the cloud shaped like a pipe. And then he sees a cloud shaped like a person. Yeah. And it's and it turns into a silhouette. And then he wakes up and he gets a message from Gigi. Uh, talk, 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 talk. Being weird again, not being being weird and cryptic, and not particularly helpful. Mm, but this is in the same page as Dave going to the roof. Um, yes, so so that that's a few pages before Dave goes up to the roof, and then when Dave does get up to the roof, there is a psych out where it cuts to Garden Gnostic in like full shot, not silhouetted. And then another psych out, a psych out times two combo, where we cut to finally after after all of this time of just hinting to to his existence, uh, wayward vagabonds. Yeah, and let's start with the start here. Wayward vagabond is introduced to us firmly on page six six six. Did you notice that hmm. bit? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Good. Good. It's in your 180 words of notes. <laughs> it's in my 2,800 words of notes. So, so th- this is going to be a bit, a bit of a, a weird stretch to talk about. It's, it's basically the last thing we have to talk about because we're with, we're with him until the end of this stretch. Mm-hmm. But a lot of what is happening here is... There, there isn't really context for someone in your position, for a new reader, to really understand what exactly is happening here. No, there's, there's not. There's really not. In but fact, we, the, we the, get th- this entire sequence of pages has felt a lot like nonsense, and this particularly felt very nonsense. I promise you, n- very little of this is nonsense. The st- the stuff about like the the tab and like the the can well the cans the Cantown stuff is just like fun. It's it's creating the character of Wayward Vagabond and yeah. showing showing but, you what he's actually like. Because let's because talk he, about that and, for a moment. An important thing is that he doesn't talk throughout all of this. Mm, like, he, like he he doesn't have dialogue, so the way he is characterized within this section is in his actions and in his the, how his values are presented. Mm. All of the actual like explanation of like thoughts of Wayward Vagabond are either done in them flailing about and doing something, or it's in the narrative. Mm. Um, the 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 narrative voice, which obviously is not yes, the, yeah, Wayward the, Vagabond. Yes. There's no yeah, but the, narr- the narrative voice is talking on way- Wayward Vagabond's behalf. Mm-hmm. So when 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 the prompt asks Wayward Vagabond to capture log something, the narrative voice says, "No, that's ridiculous. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to pick it up with my own two hands." In fact, and I can give you a narrative voice. I can give you a direct quote for him. Uh, yeah. Capture log. You have no idea what that means. It is total nonsense, and you do not uh, know what to make of it. You will not give the foolish notion a second thought. To which I was like, "Yeah, I've got my character. I fucking finally got my character. They don't have a capture I, log." I imagine, I imagine if this section had had capture log stuff, you would have despised it because it would be like the kind of non non sequitur 
can't really tie it into the plot yet stuff of Wayward Vagabond just doing things yeah, mixed yeah. in with the capture log stuff that you already hate it. Yeah. Um, Wayward Vagabond also has another thing I feel with respect. Candy yeah. Gravy. Oh, I, th- I thought it was. I thought it was going to be uh, his uh, utter uh, despising the monarchy. Oh, I have that in notes as well. Uh, does not respect uh, the idea of a king. Uh, we can bond over that, I guess, is what I've got written here. Mm. Uh, so, so let's let's actually talk what Way- Wayward Vagabond is. We keep not doing he- it. Here's the what we know about Wayward Vagabonds. One, he is hungry. Yes. He is starving. He has a load of cans in his room that he can't open because he doesn't have a can opener, and his teeth and fingers are too weak to get into the cans. Mm-hmm. So he he has resorted to eating rotten vegetables and chalk and chunks of uranium mm-hmm. because that's all all he has available to him. Uh, physically, it wears like a what looks like grey, grey white, browny sort of bandages or like yeah, like, like rags. Like yes, he, yeah, he's like 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 a like a wanderer in the desert. Yes, in, in like a nomad, like a Lawrence sort of, of Arabia look. sort of. Yes, mm-hmm. and beneath that, you've got a like entirely black uh, texture or lack of texture. Which is supposedly a carapace. It's a carapace, yes. Yeah, so and he, he also like. wears a bandolier of wire around mm-hmm. uh, over his shoulder. Uh, and textually, I don't know if if you probably got this, but we are meant to infer that he is a chess piece. Are we? Did you get that? He plays chess. He he conceptualizes society as chess. Like he builds a city and then he constructs z- a zone that is a chessboard and then he plays out chess in his city using using the cans as the pieces. I and he, did not And he think despises that. and he despises kings. I took that to just be a symptom of extreme loneliness on the part of ah, Wayward okay. Vagabond. Well, um, I'm, I'm were... revealing it to you. I'm revealing it to you here now. He is a chess pawn. Okay. He he is a black pawn. Okay. In in, in chess, because um, we we've already seen the chess boards. I don't know if you remember it, but from the last set of pages when Nana Sprite was explaining. Uh, Skya. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Skya appeared as a grand game of chess being mm-hmm. played. Okay, yeah. That that makes sense. I did not make that connection. But I did just get, like, a, a general sense of, like, um, loneliness and, like, uh, the sort of thing that happens where, like, you spend to... The COVID lockdown effect, where, like, you're just fucking doing things. He's he seems to have been alone for a long time. Yeah. Because he, he 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 is talking he is talking to these cans. Well he's not he talking, he's like Well the, he's not talking, yeah, no. The narrative but he, is like but he, he's he, imparting he, meaning to him. He's personalizing the cans. Like he he's he's thinking things like just because a can is empty does not mean it's alive mm-hmm. or dead. And in... And he, and he 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 mourns the death of a 
a can of tab when it blows up. Yeah, um, and he, he's building out like a society from these cans, and then working back yes. to incredibly intricate details, um, which goes quite ridiculous because he gives an entire collection <laughs> of celestial bodies, which I did note down because I think yes, they are important. He he, he outlines uh, basically the cosmology we are meant to assume of the world he is living in. Yeah. Uh, which it, he he draws a total of six planets mm-hmm. and two moons. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got a great yellow blob. That one has a moon. You have a blue blob with a giant red trident-like tree coming from it. Uh, the third is like a misshapen meteor sort of thing with a gear on it. In the center of the mm. gear is a red circle and a yellow shape, which looks like a Greek character. But I don't know Greek, so I don't know for sure. Uh, the fourth planet is blue and purple, surrounded by like ye- yellow things, whereas the final planet is the same, but black, and surrounded by white-gray things. Uh, sort of a negative version Wait, of it, it, the blue it, and purple. It's it's black and it's kind of like dripping. Oh, well, that's like the the other the other planets are are painted quite neatly, like especially uh, the gear planets. It's dripping because uh, Wayward Vagabond used the oil. Oh yes, it. he did use the oil. Yeah. Yes, that would like that, okay. Yeah, uh, there was right, a yes, kind everything of oil else there. is in chalk, but yeah. yes, he uses the oil for that. And then yeah. the okay, well, well noticed. The final planet is. Uh, Purple with a black outline and a small purple moon. And there's a drawing behind like the moon, the skies. Uh like for some odd reason, like on one side there's like clouds and sky in in the background, and the other side is like the moon and like the celestial bodies. Yeah, and, and he's also uh slathered uh oil all over the back wall with the purple moon mm-hmm. as well. Uh, what I will say is that the uh, the regular sky on what we assume is the t- planet with the town in it, like the the clouds he's drawn on the wall, it looks like Andy's wallpaper from Toy Story. It does, yes. Yes, thank it, you it, for yes. making that recognition too. Yeah. Uh, by the way, we keep mentioning Tab. What does Tab taste like? I've never had Tab. I've never had Tab either. Right it's, in. It's not. It's not available in the UK. Right in. I Let think me know it, what I think it might be are. like Dr. Pepper, but I'm not sure. Oh. Oh, f- I, I might want to try it then. I really want to try that. Um, but I, I, I could very much be wrong, because as I said, I've not, I've not tried it. Mm. Uh, right in. T-H-E-A-P-U-K at gmail.com. Please tell me what tab is. Don't give me a comparison to American herbal sodas either because a lot of them we don't have over here like if I mean, you, say, you know what root beer tastes like but yeah but if you say it tastes like this type of root beer i'm not gonna know if it cause... tastes like moxie we're not interested <laughs> yeah if it tastes like moxie you pull that shit down the sink um yeah just just give me like a general sense of tasting notes for tap i'd be interested to know at the very least um we do also see that uh, Wayward Vagabond has a tattoo uh, of a barcode yes, on the wrist. Of a barcode, yeah. and he, he says it rem- it uh, it reminds him of painful memories or something along those lines. Yeah, uh, to which all I thought was a uh, Holocaust vibe right mm. there. Mm. Yeah, maybe that's what it's harkening at. 
Who knows? Um, well, well, we we also we also know that he's very passionate about democracy. So, as part of his whole city building endeavor, he builds a city hall. He finds a firefly trapped in amber, and he puts it in the in the city hall to represent the light of democracy. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. he elects himself the mayor of Cantown, <laughs> and he makes a little sash for himself out of the Mayo uh, Can label and writes a little R on the end. Now, I'm going to say, from now on, instead of saying Wayward Vagabond every time, I'm just going to call them the mayor, because that is what, that's what people call him as okay. a character going forward. I was hoping like, we the, would actually find a better name for them, one with less syllables. Right. In, 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 in the comic, he, in, in the text, in like text fields, he is going to be referred to as WV, but... Fans of Homestuck just call him the mayor because essentially that's that is what he is. He is for all we know, he is the mayor of Cantown, and he wears a sash called that's calling himself the mayor. So we're just going to call him the mayor. Okay, I, I'm willing to accept that. It's easier to say. I don't like saying wayward vagabond. Um, the mayor works better. Um, <clears throat> but the mayor has a. Has a look at like the the screens and like thinks yeah, about so- John's mind. Like we get like a, a sequence here where the narrative that might be speaking on behalf of the mayor might not be says that the red text, which is uh, Dave in this circumstance, is irrational. The purple text, which would be Rose, makes sense, and then more creepily, the green text, G- which is GG, is attractive. To which I'd say, what are you implying that GG mm. would presumably well, be well, 13? No. So what, what, you, what is, is hinted across the things that um, uh, the mayor eats over the course of this is that he really likes the colour green. Because which colours cra- colour crayon, um, which colour chalk does he eat when he finds the chalk? The two I, I, green, shades of green. Okay, I didn't. I didn't. And catch he eats. That. He eats the lump of uranium, which is green. So the what? And he eats the plant, which is green. So the the implication is he finds her text color attractive because he really likes the color green. Okay, I, not I, not that she he finds her as a girl attractive. Yeah, like I was just thinking, like are you reading what is being said here and saying it sounds attractive. Like it was that it was like an incongruous sort of thought where, like, I was mm. like, what do you actually mean by this? Because it doesn't make sense in any context. No, no, it, it, I, 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 I am a hundred percent that it is. It's talking about him liking the color green above all other colors. Okay, but what we see is like a a monitor set of systems. Um, yeah, so it's set to screen one, and it's been showing him John this entire time, mm-hmm. and he's been communicating with John. Yeah, um, but he also sets it to monitor two and monitor three, and we see two flashes of events. In under monitor two, we see the uh, wizard statue that was in Rose's house. Yeah, in uh, the foyer. Yeah, cracked and for, like flying. It looks like like surrounding surrounded by wind. Yeah, it looks like there's something is moving fast. Yeah, that's what we see. 
And then when he goes to Monitor 3, we get a spoiler for, for Dave's story. Once again, Dave bucking the trend of linear narrative by... We, we just see that Dave's sprite is going to be the dead bird. Mm-hmm. I don't have and more to sa- say about that. Yeah. And he, and he says he's, do- he's not going to look at Monitor 4 because it'd just be too confusing and raise too many questions. Mm. Which... Um, it's, it's it's a nice bit of like meta narrative about us not knowing literally anything about Garden Gnostic yet. I mean, I'd I'd quite I'd be quite happy to not know anything about Garden Gnostic. <laughs> Don't on. trust her. Yeah, come on, it's in the name, man. What do you know about me? Oh, uh, we 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 we'll we'll be talking about Gnosticism. Yeah, yeah, it's we'll in the to... it's in the name. It'll yeah. be it, we'll be talking about it. Yeah, um, we'll get into the into the bushes about it. Uh, I'll have to redo a fair bit of reading about narcissism if it ends up being <laughs> deeply and textually relevant to it. It will be. Okay, I, I mean, I'm just I'm just going to say now that narcissism is a theme. Okay, which stuff. just so I know what to read, which narcissism. Gnosticism uh, generally, Platonic yeah, Gnosticism, like Z- or... Zarathustran Gnosticism. Zarathustran. So you mean Zoroaster? Like Zoroastrian. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay. Okay. I know a tiny bit of Zoroastrianism. Um, not much though. Um, it's it. You, I, it's you don't need like. Oh, I want... does not require you to have studied Gnosticism. I want to, to... be able to rip the Gnostics <laughs> to shreds. I need to do this. This is a okay, this is a okay. war. Um, I prefer scholastic and legalistic religion, not this stupid fucking esoteric okay. ascetic bullshit. That's what it's about over here. We need full leadership. Is not, not a very Catholic webcomic. <laughs> um, we don't meet the Pope. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you never know. There's still more prequel. Uh, no, more I could sequel be. Li- stuff. I could be lying to you. Yeah. Uh, this this could be a bait and switch. Yeah, there's more sequel stuff yet to come. You've got like the games as well that are still forthcoming for some of them. The Pope's going to be there, man. Pope Francis, you're going to see him. Um, he he's heard homesuck music. He he's he out he? of all of the popes. It oh did, we talked about this. Oh the, yes, uh, yes, when yes, Meg- Megalovania right. was played in the Vatican. Yeah, yeah. Out of, Sorry, out of I, all I of the Holy Fathers, he is the one who's heard homesuck music. Yeah, I always think of uh, Megalovania as um, as Undertale music. This because it's a stronger association for me. Um, yes, yes. So I yeah. forgot that he'd heard homesuck yeah. music. Um, we, what I'm also getting from the screen that the mayor is seeing is um, that he actually has the ability to see into any of the rooms in Dave's house. He's got like, he's got a map. Not of Dave's house, of uh, of John's house. He's got like John's a map house, of a yes. house, yeah. Um, and there's also a command on on his screen which has like lock a room. I wasn't sure if it meant lock the room that the mayor is currently in, or lock room three in John's house, right. which yes. would be the bedroom which was locked, Dad's bedroom. Hmm. Interesting, because we we do we do see later that there are three rooms in the in the complex that uh, mm-hmm. that the mayor is in, and one of them is locked. Yeah, so, so that's like initially I thought it was 
the dad's room, but then we see the 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 the, the, the shape of the complex, at yeah. the compound. The, the one of the rooms is locked. And I was like, "Is it that instead?" I'm not sure. Why would we not just go and unlock it? Who knows? Um, well, the, the mayor doesn't really know what he's doing. <laughs> Mm-hmm. It's it's very clear that he doesn't know what he's doing. In fact, he he starts a he starts a countdown. Yeah, starts a countdown. Just, just ma- ma- fat fingering the buttons. Starts starts a four hour and thirteen minutes uh, countdown. And then spends uh, and then spends four, four hours, hours playing chess. Yes, four hours uh, one minute playing chess and nothing loses else. to himself yeah we hear a nice little song vagabounts um, vagabounts yeah. yes nice little it, 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 it's 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 another case i feel of how the music characterizes like the 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 some people might have like seen the the previous like flashes to um, the mayor and thought that maybe he was an antagonistic force, especially with like the the shouting commands of the, that John was getting during during the latter half of Act One and and earlier in Act Two. But then from from this, like it's very clear that the 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 mayor is just head empty. Ju- ju- just wants, just wants to play around. He he's sort of like a kid. Yeah, like uh, mentally uh, playing make believe. Yeah, like just having fun, not taking anything seriously, not thinking a lot. I would say doesn't doesn't uh, doesn't think very much. Yeah, no. it seems to have very limited forethought and very limited retrospect as well. Living right here, right now, nothing else. Um, in this sequence of like a countdown, uh, while the mayor is playing chess, we do also get sent in a link in page 723 uh, to another page that does not fit into the regular page count of yes, Homestuck, sim- the Peregrine Mendicant. Yeah, similar to the flashbacks to, to the mayor that we've been receiving so far, we're now receiving new flashes to a character called the Peregrine Mendicant who's yeah. tall, tall and white compared yeah. to compared to uh, the mayor's short and black. Yeah. Um lighter verbs, white white carapus, I guess, uh wandering through the desert, uh pushing a trolley full of broken post boxes. This made me think for a moment that I have never seen a post box in the UK. No, we do not have them. Yeah. It's it's and I don't think anywhere outside of the continental United like North America. I don't think they they exist as a thing anywhere yeah. other than than America because ev- ev- everywhere in the UK will have either a letterbox if you have a regular house set up or if you're in a flat of apartments you'll have a mail cubby. Yeah, a letterbox has been a hole in your door. Yeah, for obviously the Americans who and and won't have uh, well, I, I I imagine that those do also exist in America. It's just that they also have letterboxes for some some reason. And there was there's there was also the thing in in Act One where there was some jokes about the confusion as to what the wing the the kind of flag on the the letterbox actually does mm. because it's 
when like when John receives the um the uh be- the the beta for suburb mm-hmm. he notices that it's arrived because the flag on the mailbox is up but it's always been my understanding that the flag on US mailboxes is to indicate to the postman that you're sending something like Wait, in- what? instead of having mailboxes in those suburban communities you just send stuff through your own postbox what and the mailman just picks them up and puts them in a separate bag what the fuck are that you was my understanding about? like it's an in out system uh that american, was my understanding american listeners right in t h e a p uh i could be very much wrong it's yeah. just that that was that was what i thought that 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 meant in terms of why you would have a flag on the mailboxes to indicate that you have outgoing mail that you want you want the postman to actually go into your box and pick up if you're not actually receiving anything. Because if a postman <coughs> came by and you didn't have anything to deliver to your mailbox, they'd have no reason to look in your mailbox. So the flag would indicate to the mailman, hey, I have something in this box that I'm sending out. Please pick it up. That's a nice logic. Please write in at theapuk at gmail.com and let us know. I I, I actually have no idea here. Yes, a trolley full of post boxes. It's worth noting that the mayor has a broken handle for a post box that they use in the night. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and also we we see the outside world and it's blasted desert in, in at least around where where the peregrine uh, mendicant is. Mm-hmm. Um, and it seems like the mayor is also in the same desert. Well, the yes, we, we is, yeah. From 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 how how much like you can tell from. I, I should we should we just fast forward to the end? Like, oh, there's not the, a lot the, between now and, yeah, the, and then. The mayor pushes more more buttons, goes into another room, finds a what what is called an apirifier. Yeah, it's like is, an alchemeter. It can summon items, but they have to be uh, items that exist outside in the world somewhere already. Yeah, it, it, it teleports items from yes, yeah. yes, from other coordinates elsewhere. So he he manages to teleport in a pumpkin. Mm-hmm. Which has a a uh, a drawing carved into it. He teleports uh, the firefly out of the amber, mm-hmm. and he uh, he tries to teleport the pumpkin that he had previously eaten in the past to his present location, but ends up teleporting some paradox slime. Yeah, and instead. it just sort of falls apart into goop. Um, but. We see that um, the mayor does try to leave this compound, and there's like sand on the floor. There's always been sand on the floor. I was not sure what the yellow mm. goop on the floor was, but we do find out it. It seems like it's it's, it's sand. Um, yeah. And in trying to escape, like uh, or trying to get out to go on top, uh, the mayor like it purifies the bars above the ladder. Yeah, he figures out the the scale of the x y z coordinates using a um a yardstick or a meter rule. I forget what what length it is. Oh, I didn't even pay attention to what length it is. Yeah, 
but but he 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 does some trial and error of teleporting distances, and then he correctly gets the the distance to the bars that are blocking his exit, and teleports the bars out. So he he has an open means of escape, and then we get uh, an escape sequence which fails utterly because the mayor is so head empty and can't can't even plan an escape with an open escape route properly. Yeah, they, they fall down. Uh, I will say the bars that get purified out, the edges of them are red hot. Red hot? Yes. yes. Like molten so, hot. So then... There may be some danger in the purifier yeah. system. Yeah, like uh, I figured that will eventually be relevant. It will eventually destroy something as it purifies it. it. Yeah, it it, it 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 applies either if you try to purify something too big, you're going to like badly damage it, or like worse. I would ask, what if you purify a person? That is that, my question. Great question. <laughs> you will fucking melt them. Um, but yes, the mayor but tries to. If it, well, it like it. It would also depends on like the time frame in which you try to purify per- a person, because we we saw from trying to purify the pumpkin that it turned into paradox slime. Yeah. So yeah. if if we knew that a person had already like not disappeared, and you tried to purify them then that would also cause a paradox, wouldn't it? Because you'd be trying to purify someone who hadn't ever been purified. Mm-hmm. But you'd have to have foreknowledge of them. If they hadn't appeared, they'd be in the future. Right. Y- y- yeah, you'd have so to somehow have that knowledge of the future. Yeah, so, yeah, so try- the process of purifying a person would involve some sort of timeline shenanigans. Or you just happen to be in the exact time that they are... Or, yes, Yes. or or you get the exact time and coordinates right. No, I mean, you just happen to be in the time that they exist. Oh, right, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, like, you don't need to have their coordinates, you just do it. Like, the mayor could appearify the the mendicant. Was it the mendicant? Yeah, the mendicant, yes. yes. If they knew knew where the the mendicant was. Yeah, like, the, the... because they crucially, can... they are in the same time frame mm-hmm. as we find yeah. out from the, from the final page. But if they say, for example, if um, if the mayor tried to purify John, it might not work because we know that the mayor is in the future relative to John. So if John was never meant to have been purified, so then he can't be purified. Mm-hmm. So that yeah. that last page, huh? Um, I'm going to describe the last page as the start so of that. So this wait, this that... is the first big event in Homestuck okay. in terms of flash, like in terms of how the flash animation is used. Up until now, we have had like fairly small scale animated sequences. Mm-hmm. That, this is quite long. That, mm. Yeah, that and the animated se- sequences have usually been just like one scene detailing a simple set of actions, whereas this, the end of Act 2, is the first time in which like the flashes have been used in sort of uh, a more ambitious kind of like storytelling attempt, as it were. So, this felt to me like Hussey had just watched the that first episode from that season of Venture Brothers where you have the rusty venture going off on like a journey of self-discovery after the the boys had just died 
and he hadn't the yet cloned f- oh. them. Wait, the the which season? I think it's season two or season three. Oh, okay. Yeah, right, it's, it's yeah. the first. No, you know, I'm sorry, the one I, where I thought, it's the one where yes. Vosala plays at the beginning. Everybody's free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it felt oh, yeah, like know, that sequence. <laughs> I felt like I was watching that, but Homestuck. I think that that what what year would that have been? Because this probably predates it. No, this does not predate it. Season three of Venture Brothers would have been 2010, wouldn't it? Uh, let's have a quick look. Season, uh, I think season one was 2007-ish. That does not sound right, because Venture Bros. season one is... Oh, I may, I may have my timing well off, but... Yeah, 2004 was... is season one. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Like, like, uh, I'm pretty confident this would have predated it. It's not going to actually have been... Um, a reference to this for sure, but season three even was two thousand and eight, so all of it predates it. Um, but it is season two, which would have been June twenty fifth, two thousand and six. Doctor Orpheus blames himself for Hank and Dean's deaths, and is appalled to learn that Doctor Venture kept numerous clones of the boys on hand. Everybody's feel good. Ah, it's a good song. It's a good opening. Mm. But yeah, we th- this this animation is dense in the in the amount of things that are going on. Yeah, the I had to watch it about four or five times to be able I'm to know say, what get, happens. Get used to doing that. Yeah, um, I I'd say Hussey needs to give like maybe a second or two more. <laughs> For a lot of the things that happen, like I, I watched it that yeah, many times, and I still did not get everything in it. I just was like, yes, "No, fuck like, it, I'm not doing it again." Like, I think particularly the cut to um, years in the past, but, but not, not many, many, and then yes. crossing out the not many after already have done the original not many. That introduces a little bit of confusion, like especially if it's the first time you're watching it. Yeah, there's but, a lot of complexity visually going on that makes it hard to keep track of. Like, we see the facility launches into the sky, it's powered by rocket thrusters beneath, it moves slowly west on a planet that does not look like Earth, it looks like something else. Um, no, no, um, well, I, 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 I hate to I, only I, I saw hate it to for disagree two seconds. with... Okay, I hate to disagree with you in a way that's like, like I obviously I already know because I've read it, but also like I thought it looked pretty obviously like the United States. I I couldn't tell, like it it looked rotated. Maybe it looked maybe like maybe. something like the continental shapes. Would I thought I thought the coast I thought the coastlines were the shapes in 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 a way that made it. Obviously, it was the United uh, States, but okay. It, it also only appears for a second, a, a single second. The two yes, times that, you see it move, that that yes, uh, the pace at which the animation takes place. I yes. wouldn't blame you for not yeah. recognizing. Like, but um, if, if if you think if you think about the process of reading Homestuck Live, when these sorts of pages would drop, they would be like massive points of discussion within the community because mm-hmm. they're, they're they're big events like for the for the past few weeks you've been getting like these single panels like for the past two weeks within real life you've been watching the the mayor futz about in a bunker and yeah, it felt like that get... when i was what when i was reading it in one sitting 
<laughs> right, yes. And then you get this two and a half minutes long animation which drops all sorts of like new lore details all at once mm. to 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 discuss. So like that's the it being the United States would be the sort of thing that would be like someone would point out. Yeah, it would get picked apart in intense like, detail. People would watch about and say, "Oh yes, that does look like the United States." That sort of thing. So yeah, it would have been the uh, the Marvel movie trailer announced day yeah, of it. Yes, yeah. <laughs> a, yeah, so a, a little bit. Yeah. So yes, yeah, so the the facility the facility is launched into the air on these rocket thrusters. And yeah, it goes a west. A dotted line traces it yeah. across across the country. Along the way, we cut down to uh, the Peregrine uh, mendicant again, pushing her trolley of. Um, of uh, po- uh, mailboxes, yeah, see- orb, seeing it pass overhead, an orb crashes down. It looks sort of like the same facility. It spawns a tree yes, where it uh, lands. Yes, a, a tree grows, and then a fruit sort of grows on the tree and drops off of the tree, and then the tree withers. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, a bunch of other shit happens, like a meteor falls, yeah, spawning then, a then volcano, it, then, and then, then a temple. Yeah, then it, then, and then, then it cut, yeah. Yeah, then there's <laughs> a toad on top of the temple. Like, there's a frog on the temple. Yeah, a fr- there's a frog temple, and then time passes, and like the the civilization that built this temple seems to disappear, and then the temple falls into dis- disrepair. And then we see that the dinosaurs appear. So, all of this was like pre prehistoric. <laughs> yep. Uh, that's and then where we come we back see to the re- years in the past, but not many. <laughs> And then we see those. She's just in the forest, running around. Like a tree falls down. On yeah, the trees generator. are falling down. She's yeah. She's trying to repair the generator. We cut to Rose's mum. She's in the 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 mansion, and she inputs a uh, a combination on the keypad that makes the, the mos- coffin. Yeah, in the, mausoleum the mausoleum opens. burst open. Yeah, and a ladder in into the depths of the mausoleum is revealed. Yeah, she's going to go down there, mess with the hydroelectric system. <laughs> Then we cut to the purple planet, and Dad's there being escorted in handcuffs by some imps. But surprise, it's the trick handcuffs that were brought up in Act 1, and Dad is able to break free and punch the imps in the face. Mm-hmm. Dave is then on the Then it roof. cuts to Dave on the roof. Yep, fighting his, well, I guess it's his brother, but I vote the Shredder, obviously. The shredder. Yep, he's fighting the Shredder on the roof. And then the and rocket then we lands. Cut back to the rocket, and mm-hmm. the rocket lands next to the ruined frog temple that yeah. we saw build out of the meteor that crashed into pre prehistoric Earth. Yeah, um, it's there's the uh, the volcano there as well. Um, it runs out of fuel. That's why it stops. It, yes, it runs out of fuel, but also it seems to have been guided there. It seems to have been specifically flying in that direction, like without any input from the mayor's mayor's mm-hmm. point of view. And what I have, and after like my own textual description of all this, is I am going to need to watch this shit again. It was nonsense. The end shows a flower-shaped pan. I, yes, that's probably relevant. And that is the end of Act Two. Yeah, page seven five eight. End of Act Two. Oh, so. It was- like yeah, so so what what we learn from that is that the mayor and uh, the peregrine mendicant, which from now on I'm I'm just going to call her PM, 
because it saves having to say Peregrine Mendicant over and over again, are in a version of the Earth that is years in the future, but not many, after all of the meteors have landed and turned the Earth into a blasted wasteland. Yeah. There's like and that's, there are flying and that million, compounds. Yeah, and then and that millions of years, like maybe even billions of years ago in Earth's past, a meteor fell to Earth, which was the site of a temple being built by a pre prehistoric civilization of some sort mm-hmm. that is now a, a congregal point for for the mayor's ship. The mayorship. The mayorship. <laughs> um, well, I, I'm going to say, like, you'd think there'd be a lot of questions following on from that. I don't have any. You can't really, that, like, you don't know what to ask. Yeah, yeah, like. That, uh, it doesn't give you much to grasp onto in terms of linking information together. The only question I would possibly have is where does Garden Gnostic fit into this? Which is only because we don't know anything about Garden Gnostic. Not even a name. No. Yeah. But would you be surprised that in Act 3 we're going to be le- we're going to be learning all about Garden Gnostic? Uh, yes, Act, Act yes I would. Act... I, I don't believe you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we're going to learn about Garden Gnostic for a while. <laughs> You could be well, lying. Well, in, in the next episode of uh, A Colossal Waste of Time, we are going to be covering the entirety of Act 3. Act 3 is, is a bit shorter than Act 2, so we're able to, to do it in, in, one, in one chunk, mm-hmm. basically. And that is pages... Uh, ooh, 758 just... to 1153. Yes. So that is 758... To one thousand one hundred and fifty-three. So, what what do you think might have might be coming up in Act Three? Then, I I think we are likely to see uh, Dave get his sprite. That is obviously we've been that, that, teased. That we we we've already been shown it. Yes, so but we're gonna. It makes sense that it would it would happen in the near future. Yeah, but what that also means is that we are also going to see Dave get his copy of Suburb and start playing right. as well. We are also likely, now that Rose is probably going to go down beneath the mausoleum, she's probably also going to do that too. That's probably it. Um, it would make sense. She, ha- she she doesn't have much else to do now that she's basically trapped in a forest fire with no, with no electricity. Mm-hmm. There's possibly going to be some sort of process where the characters decide they need to start moving towards each other, maybe? Group up? I don't know. I'm just trying to think of like how it might introduce Garden Gnostic if it did. And the way I can see it doing that is possibly just all of them in the game. Not necessarily all together, but some sort of interaction between each other through Suburb. Okay. It could be just via the PDA, though. That's how it's been before. Yeah. I don't know why it would change. Um, (laughs) We probably won't hear much from PM, I imagine. We won't see much from them. Or the mayor? 
I imagine that's going to be a while. A fair bit. We might hear some stuff from the mum of those. I'm not sure. It, it, if, if what is under the mausoleum is inherently linked to Rose's mum, seeing as she's the one who opened it, then that... That would that would that would track, wouldn't it? Yeah. Either we're gonna hear from her or we're gonna learn about her from whatever's down mm. there. We're gonna learn about whatever's in her back cave. That sounds disgusting. I don't don't mean it like that. We're not going into Rose's mum's bat cave. Carl, it's not a bat cave, it's a cat cave. Fuck off. Uh, because, it, because it's because it's under the cat model to the that's bad. That's bad. It is. Um, I would. That's, I was about how, to ask you, you know. what you think will happen next time. Of course, you know what's going to happen. Oh, they're, feels... they're all going to die. Oh. <laughs> John. John's going to get just brutally murdered by the ogre. It's just going to rip his head off. The ogre's going to be the new main character. Uh, it's I don't gonna, even. He's gonna... I don't even think the ogre's going to matter. I don't think the ogre's going to matter at all. Um, Ogre's going to be body. Ogre's going to become a mount. Yeah, yeah. There's going to be like a, a moment of realization with John where he realizes that actually he's been committing a war crime this entire time, and it does not actually cause him to change his actions. He's just that that, that deep in. I, I, and I guess, I guess before we wrap it up, I, I. I'd I'd like to ask have has your have your perceptions of any of the the main cast really changed based on based on any of this? No, 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 not really. Because not again, not much really happens. Yeah, they in, haven't. In this. They haven't been forced to make any snap decisions or judgments that would test their like commitments to anything or beliefs or views. Um, I. I, I I guess I guess Dave's had to had to come to terms with with puppet nudity, but but that's that's table stakes really. Uh, I think that whatever happens with Dave, like uh, the actual test, will be in this next segment. He's meeting with his brother. It looks like a showdown for some odd reason. <laughs> like I say, it looks like he's about to fight the Shredder. Um, so whatever it is, it's going to be there. I think. That'll be an opportunity, I think, to learn or consider a character a bit further. But I might be wrong. This this comic is absolute nonsense more often than not, so I shouldn't try and predict it too much. Hey, but but it's 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 fun to try to try and second guess it. Uh, maybe. People people who know if you've if you've predicted something right will be like, oh he he got it. I don't think there's going to be many people doing that. They're going to be like, what the fuck? Why didn't he understand that? Like, John's going to print like a, a capture log card of Dave. And then Dave's going to be here in his house. Don't, don't rule out the possibility that you could, like, we don't know that the capture log system can't capture log living things. Yeah, do we? We, we don't. <laughs> He's not tried it. What happens if he puts himself in, in what, his catch What kind of really fucked up thing could happen if you try to capture like a person? Is that going to be addressed? Do- I'm going to say mm. what happens if if he capture logs himself? He get he puts himself into his own pocket dimension. What if he never merges himself with a hammer? 
What, what, what if he creates, creates the John the Hammer? <laughs> uh, anyway, I, I don't think it's possible to necessarily predict too much. No, no, yeah, no, it's, it's too it's, it's just wild a bit of fun. at this point. Um, I don't have enough understanding of the world they're in to be able to make a prediction. Right, no, we're still, we're still like we're we're basically ten percent of the way through the total total story in terms of page counts. We're definitely not ten percent through the total story, though. Not not definitely not word counts and definitely not story content. No, but I think we're probably like two or three percent at that. <laughs> Generous. But we're making we're making strides. Next next time we're going to have an entire entire third act under our belt, and I'm I'm looking forward to it. Okay. Then. I, I I and I hope you're not having too too bad a time with this. Oh, I find it actually quite dreary to sit down and read long stretches of it just because of the capture lock. <laughs> I just never want to ever see inventory management bullshit. I hate the way Hussey paces things. Hate it. It's well, yeah. Pa- pacing, pacing is is one of the the main criticisms that people could rightfully levy against something that is over eight thousand pages long. Mm. <laughs> Any- d- did it have to be that long? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, it did not need to be that long because that that length of time is a colossal waste of time. Just like this podcast Way! has been. It has been Please too- email in if you have anything to say, anything yep. to, to comment. Tell us about tab. Tell us about post boxes. Yeah. We we'd love to hear from you. Tell me about your desktop. Your freaky <laughs> fucked up desktop. Send me an image. Anyway, uh you can do that at T H E A P U K at Gmail dot com. Um, this has been a colossal waste of time. We have been going for two and a half hours. If we go for too much longer, I won't be able to upload the episode because ghost Acast noises. will. Yeah, you'll get creepy ghost noises because Acast will fucking throw a fit. So I've been Carl. I've been Fraser. And thank you very much. See you next time. See you next time. As we read. What were the what were the pages? Yeah, Act Three. What were the pages again? What were the pages? I didn't. I didn't actually. Remember if you're them. reading it in in the page one thousand one hundred fifty-three. There we go. There we go. If you're reading it in the unofficial home MS Paint Adventures reader, it will tell you when you're at the end of Act Three. But yeah. <laughs> All right, done. There you go. And see you next time. Ta-da. Bye.